Hello? Is this thing on? Welcome to Hold Up, a movie podcast. Last time we surfed the boob tube. This time we surf the net and walk on the webs. So join us as we hack the plots and keep our puns akimbo. Because tonight, our theme is the internet. I am your host, Davin Skelhorn. With me, as always, my co-host, Chris Worldmind Murphy. How you doing, Larry? I just dropped my cat. I didn't drop my cat at all. What? what no, no. I didn't just kick my cat else. down the stairs by accident either. So, so don't worry no, about not it. Not at all. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, uh, we have two guests, special guests tonight. Uh, two buddies of mine from long, long time. Andrew Chow and Kyle Hill. How's it going, fellas? That's us. Guys, hey, you guys. How are you now, fellas? Oh, hey. Doing, can, doing they, well. can they read my name on the screen there? Um, yeah, that should be up. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Oh, shit, Kyle, we're famous we now, go. bud. I did, big day. Big day, bud. Hey, now you can. Why Ciao, you... 5L07H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sloth? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, sloth. that's my hacker name. That's my hacker handle. <laughs> Obviously, Sloth. I came prepared, and no one else did. Oh my no, God, that's, not, that's not true. I came prepared. I have my handle, as you can clearly see. It says World Mind. Davin does Thank you. He's just Davin, Davin's you know? an interesting Thank word. You. I don't see that a lot. What Some about professionalism Kyle? here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't come prepared with the hacker name. I'm sorry. Oh you like Chow's first, hacker name because it's Sloth. Name. He just hacks really, really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is somebody hacking us? I can't tell. It's just happening so slowly. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is our 12th episode of our first season. We're going to talk about the internet tonight, aren't we, Murphy? Davin's favorite subject in the world. You know, this, I got to tell you, this did not go at all as I thought it would go. Uh, I got <laughs> this, this episode surprised the hell out of me, these three movies. Um, yeah, Murphy, my what biggest did you mean by that? So far. Uh, uh, well, favorite. I just you know if you if you know Davin like I know Davin and most that know Davin, the hippie up know, there yeah he's not a fan of most things internet that are generally considered like you know pop culture or what most people would use he just like Twitter we'll take that for instance not a big fan. I don't like Twitter no 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 I, I've seen him on the TikTok doing those dances. Oh, uh, well, this, you got to send me that because I'm going to need That is vital information the world needs to see. Um, now, yeah, that was a private link, Chow. Thanks a lot. You know, it's interesting to see, private no longer. See, see his choices for yeah. these movies. And um, my experience with these movies were painful, surprisingly good, and more painful. Um, that's how I felt with these for these three films so far. Um, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. Well, well, we they're have, all, we they're have all bad, segment. but they're all awesome. The same time. <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah, in in a way. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Well, actually, Guns yeah. and Kimbo is just straight bad, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. 
We're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, I know, Murphy. I'm going to blow Murphy's mind later. You guys are going to see it live. Um, origin stories. You go first, Chow. You're um, directly below me. What's with you in movies? Uh, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, out of high school, I wanted to make movies. I wanted to go into the film industry. But uh, uh, being Asian and having Asian parents, uh, that's not the thing to do. Uh, you know, you got to be a doctor, architect, lawyer, uh, that kind of thing. So I went to university, didn't take any of those things. And then uh, after a couple of years of uh, university, I decided to try uh, to get into uh, film school at NCC. And uh, of course, I, I didn't have the background to get in. So like, they have hundreds of applicants every year and I didn't get in and I got sidetracked into doing uh, photography instead. <laughs> so I worked in the, yeah, like, like you should just do photography. I'm like, okay. And uh, I did that for uh, several years, six, almost 10 years. And uh, now I don't do anything related to that at all. I just, uh, I sit at a computer and draw straight lines. It's never too late. We're doing big things here in the United Federation of Podcasts. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Never too late. And that's it in a, in a nutshell. Kyle, how about yourself? Oh, very what good. Are, what very is good. your origin story? My movie origin story? Yeah, what's, what's with you in movies? What's that's with me in movies? So yeah. I would say that in my youth and young adult life i was huge into movies and would watch any and all movies i possibly could so a lot of movies circa 98 to 2003 were very formative for me and then i feel like there's a certain point maybe around 2010 ish where i just stopped watching a lot of movies because i felt like it was just a lot of the same stories over and over again and a little bit of mcu burnout like after the fourth movie and now there's like what 25 of them or more and i haven't watched any of those but lately i've been digging in and, and you know just picking picking and choosing and watching some stuff that i find uh you know interesting but uh yeah like a movie that uh you know makes me you know makes me feel something or uh or makes me makes me chuckle but i have a weird sense of humor so it's hard for me to find something that makes me makes me chuckle yeah you like getting him right in the feels yeah right in the feels yeah exactly what i want well i was sort of the thesis behind this podcast where somewhere around the year 2000 i fell out of love with movies too after they were like huge huge in my life and then, like, I don't know. I just wondered why that was. And, you know, I would try to watch movies and new shows and stuff and couldn't get into them. And this is a bit of an exploration of whether my theory is correct and there was some sort of drop off or I just am not watching the right movies or, or I'm just nostalgic about old movies. It's an exploration. Yeah. Good origin no. stories, though, fellas. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we got here? Um, in theater one, we have oh, hackers. Hackers. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! This is this is the only reason I came here. 
1995, starring Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie, Matthew Lillard, Lawrence Mason, and Fisher Stevens. Directed by Ian or Ian, perhaps? Softly. I think it's Lane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that font looks like Lane. <laughs> I think it's Lane. Softly. No, let's say Lane. Well, Lane. Almost every other single person in there has a capital L in their name. You can't think that's wrong, so... <laughs> All right. Well, you want to launch the launch the trailer there, Murphy? Oh, we got a trailer. We got a trailer. Feel free to talk over the. Yeah, feel free to talk over. That trailer's back. Yeah, you also muted me during your little intro. Underneath the world we know is the world they inhabit. Dave. Yeah, Mom. What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. Finish up, honey. Get to sleep. They're hackers. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computer systems. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. Do something they do. Sure, this sweet machine's not going to waste. Are you challenging me? It's who they are. I win. You wear a dress on our date. And if I win, so do you. They can crack any code. any system. Hello, Mr. Gill, according to our records, you're dead. No peers. Uh, what? But this time... Come here, look at this. It's some kind of virus. Unless $5 million is transferred to the following account, That's I will capsize five movie. oil tankers. <laughs> they just hacked the wrong guy. Game's over. He's about to commit the perfect computer crime. You've created a virus that's going to cause a worldwide disaster? And they're about to take the blame. A hacker planted the virus. <laughs> but it's the perfect cover. Go it! framed. Can we be allies? I don't play well with others. Oh, wow, we are fried. Okay, let's nail it. You're not good enough to beat me. Yeah, maybe I'm not. But we are. They're the only ones who can prevent a catastrophe. I know how to stop this guy. They'll trace you like that. Are you nuts? Come at me! Unlike any the world has ever seen. Never send a boy to do a woman's job. Hackers of the world unite. Cops on the building. I need more time. This is the end, my friend. United Artists welcomes you to the new world. God, I feel like I'm in the 90s. Well, this is 95, man. Oh, this is 95. That's one thing we can all agree about this movie. This, this movie is... is like, was that like a 10-minute trailer? That was a long And trailer. one thing we've noticed... Does anyone actually have to watch the movie now? I think that was the entire no. movie. That was a lot of the movie. Except you'll find that with the next the two trailers, too, probably. Because trailers yeah. always show the entire movie. We've been noticing that. In this podcast, even gone back, we even got like, trailers back from movies in like the fifties and stuff, and they're still giving away the whole movie then too. So it's not even <laughs> like our favorite Christmas film of all time. It literally starts with the trailer starts with the final scene of the film. <laughs> but shit, you not. It's it's called The Room, and it's a fucking horrendous film with the worst. You mean The like, Apartment? Was it The Apartment? Yeah, that's it. The Apartment. Yeah, it's The yeah. Apartment. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's not talk about the apartment because no, we're talking about hackers. That's not. Yeah, that's yeah, we're, we're here to about... talk about the internet and hackers. Yeah. All right.
Um, so Hackers 1995, the movie, uh, is uh, set in Seattle. 1988 is where the movie starts. It's an American film directed by uh, Ian Lane Lyon Softly. The film's plot follows a group of uh, high school hackers uh, and their involvement in a corporate extortion conspiracy. The main character, Dade Zero Cool Murphy, played by Johnny Lee Miller, is arrested at the age of relation. 11. No relation. Thank fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> is arrested at the age of 11 for hacking into 1,507 systems in one day, causing a single seven day, or a single day seven point drop in the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, he's then prohibited from touching any device that could connect to the internet until his 18th birthday. Um, so upon turning 18, he decides, well, I guess he doesn't quite decide. He's living with his mother, to say the least. Um, his internet was only Jim getting Murphy. good then anyway. He didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah, it didn't, he didn't miss Like much. a couple web crawler searches and stuff. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we get to hackers. He's, he's his mother's Laura Murphy played by Alberta Watson. Uh, he calls a local television station and hacks into their computer network, changing the current TV program to an episode of the outer limits. Uh, while doing so, he's then, uh, ha attacked by a hacker called acid burn on the same network during which he identifies himself by the new alias crash override, uh, mess with the best and die like the rest as his monarchy says, but she connects you know, obviously terminates that connection. Um, so Dade attends his new high school, quickly making uh, new friends, including Serial Killer, played by Matthew Lillard, Freak, played by Renato Santiago, Nikon, played by Lawrence Mason, and the feisty Kate Libby, played by Angelina Jolie. Um, oh, badass to... names, and she's just Kate Libby. Well, I mean, she's Acid Burn, and also Freak yeah, is true. the Phantom Freak, too. Get his full, yeah. get his full moniker in there. Yeah, well, true. Fun fact, which is one of my movie morsels, but yeah, uh, Kate Libby or Acid Burn was actually meant to be um, a male character, which they uh, ultimately changed when they saw the chemistry that Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller were having during their casting. So they're just yeah. like, all right, let's just make. Is that what we witnessed here? Chemistry. We witnessed here. They they were they got married. They were married. Yeah, they got married after this film. They what? Yes. Yeah. Our boy Johnny Lee Miller was married to Angelina Jolie. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, Kate Libby well, is assigned then. to take him on tour of the school, and they quickly develop a feud with a date. Uh, she they quickly develop a feud when Dade is directed to the uh, roof pool. Uh, you know that classic trick of getting locked in and rained upon. Uh, oh yeah, it's classic. Because yeah, all this, uh, this the schools have roof to... pools. This event, this leads to what I consider uh, my favorite scene that holds up, um, which is I put somewhere. Where did I put it? I, there it is. Yes. Oh, Joey. Joey. Oh, Joey. Oh, Joey. Oh, Joey. Oh, I mean, I don't have an identity until I have a handle. My mama still dresses me. That. There's nothing wrong with that. Check it, Friday. The reason why I like this scene right, is wait, because it emphasizes how you... It emphasizes the... Utterly hopeless. Ultra laser. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom's taken. You can't just be Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just be um, an existing property. I, I like that scene because it's, it's ultimately. I'm gonna um, be Spider Man. 
Anyway, <laughs> it, it highlights the scene uh, back in the '90s when the internet was running. It was like super critical to try and like come up with an online internet handle that didn't really involve numbers or anything or to that degree in your name. Is that and, why you uh, grabbed Worldmind back in like 1995? To be to be fair, my first internet monarchy was Simon zero six six six, but it was spelled P S Y M O N which I had gotten from a game uh, called uh, SSX Tricky. There was a character in it called Simon, and he was wacky and crazy, and he did a bunch of fucking insane stunts. So I used that name for like three years, and then I found out about Worldmine through uh, the Marvel Nova storyline, and I was like, oh, I like that name, and then I took that, and I hopped on that, and I made a career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today here we are today so yeah that's why i love that scene that was my favorite because it, it sort of emphasized that whole like that need that was not thing. nearly i mean i just i usually just go by kh it's not clever creative at all because <laughs> it's just what everybody called me so dull so dull works works <laughs> game broke, don't fix it you know um so yeah uh he gets uh, introduced to uh the scene uh which is you know one of these crazy wild club undergrounds that um actually where is it oh no hang on this is davin scene because it sort of leads into davin scene as well so this is davin oh, scene. It's, it's it's this is see there's the difference yeah see there's the 90s and there's how the 90s saw itself and this is how the 90s saw itself which was like you could roller skate indoors everywhere teenagers hung out where there was no like supervision um and it was just like you see, I saw that all the time. Like, and there's like they could be dealing drugs in there and shit. Nobody cares because it's like there's spray paint on the walls and the, the kids got roller skates on. It's a, it's a club and for like, teenagers. <laughs> and and the other reason I picked that scene is because what he just did there, with the tones, while making a collect call, that was actually the first considered the first form of hacking in the real world where people would do that. You could just make a certain tone, and you could uh, get calls for free That's so yeah the origin Data of hacking right there enters one of these it was a funny nod in the movie. parties because like realistically like i've never been to any sort of club or scene that has remotely like this i think they used it <laughs> yeah i was alive in the 90s there was nothing like no, that. so that's part of what makes this movie uh yeah. some some aspects of this movie like in a weird way brilliant because it it doesn't it didn't necessarily age poorly because it's like it was a large parts of it were just fantasy anyway, like this, like the way they all dress and like some of the the graphics and like the the places they go. It's like that. That was just all like somebody's weird idea of what that was like. Like maybe there are pockets of the world where it was like that, but certainly, I mean, you know, we grew up in rural areas, so maybe uh, maybe we just didn't have the opportunity to experience a, a cyberdelia equivalent. Truth. Um, I feel. Uh... The, the the clothing was pretty on point for this movie for back in the 90s it was just like the the the, the graphics of hacking that was just way off the wall that got to me yeah and they thought the internet was something it definitely wasn't and ever <laughs> even ever gonna no. become like this movie of all these internet movies this one understands the internet the least Simpson makes a good like... point Fun fact: yeah, They are playing Wipeout on PS1. PlayStation One game. Thank you, uh, Jody. Uh, which I was like, "Is this a fake game?" But it actually is a real game. And I was like, I, I, I remember playing this playing. in a real arcade. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, Standing yeah. in a thing with two uh, 
two remotes, two, two uh, remotes? joysticks. Yeah, so like, did, did the thing move that you're standing in? No. Um, it didn't freaking move. Did you have so roller skates on? Uh, <laughs> Davin, Davin, before we before we go any further, can we you, we got to clarify the difference between roller skates and roller blades? Oh, uh, you're I, you're Big right. Difference. You know, mm -hmm. This wouldn't be a '90s movie at all if they were wearing roller skates. That's my bad. Roller skates would be back in the '70s. Do you know that rollerblading yeah. was not actually even. originally part of this film? They just decided to add it because they noticed the cast was enjoying themselves rollerblading off scene. So they're like, they, let's add that must be what the movie. kids do. They must awesome. rollerblade in, in their arcades and stuff. They all so, look yeah, uncomfortable maybe. doing it. Um, Date <laughs> ends up uh, beating Kate's like double, triple record and uh, starts getting into hacking shenanigans. Um they talk about the big red book, which I thought was a funny scene as well. Um, and Joey here, played by Jesse Bradford. Oh, Joey. All these actors are in their 20s. Joey, at the time, Jesse Bradford, was 16. Hey, this, he was appropriately aged. This character yep. had a smoke in his hand. If not, I think it was even this oh, yeah. thing. He has two smokes in his hand. He does have oh, two in his hands in the scene. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He has one in each um, hand. Yeah. So he's he was well, the thing, now that's 90s. That's super 90s, but also his poor health. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I hope they were herbal cigarettes. I'm sure they were. The, but like, the wow, one actual teenager is the one smoking yeah. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably uh, like, don't worry, I've been smoking uh, for three years. Yeah, we also <laughs> see his bare ass in this movie, so I don't know how he got this rating. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's I, true. I skipped past that, that's, but yeah. They're, they're underage the nudity. Whole, yeah, there's a whole it bunch was. of... There's a lot of weird like, shit in this movie. Yeah, like, let's get the... So, yeah, like... That's weird. Can we, get, can we get his bare ass up on here, please? Yeah, where's no, the bare ass? Can we just skip ahead to the bare ass? Yeah. We just skip ahead to when he when he gets cut to the chase. There were yeah. there were two two ass shots in this movie, and neither of them are in your slideshow here. No. Um, so the group gets in trouble when Joey Perdia, the novice hacker of the group, successfully breaks into Ellingson's mineral company uh, supercomputer and downloads part of a garbage file, tipping off server, which was a real surprise cameo for me, but tipping off server guard Hal. Which is played by fucking none other than. Penn Look at this. What does all this internet infrastructure here do? Like, what is this? Yeah, no, <laughs> this, 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 like, this is all practical effects too, because they they wanted to make it, I guess, more dynamic and interesting. But yeah, Pendulette of all places comes out of nowhere. Yeah, really. He's, he's named Hal. He's a server guard, and he contacts our main antagonist, portrayed by none other than uh, the one and only Fisher Stevens. Oh. Uh, I just skipped a bunch of shoots. There he is. Uh, Fisher Stevens. Yeah, so uh, he plays the character of the plague. After a bit of hacker mojo, Joey is ceremoniously caught by the feds. And, you know, that's when we get his bare ass because uh, they're taking away his computer. Um, and that's when we're introduced to Agents Dick Gill and Agent Ray. But before we get to that, we are introduced to uh, one of our host's favorite scene, which I believe is... You, Andrew, you wanted the TV, or was it you? Oh, this was this was me. I I highlighted this scene. No, wait, you wanted no. this one or? Oh, the this other is one? my scene here. This is yours. Sorry. What's going on? Four, there we go. three, two, one. <laughs> 
Welcome to our show. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. And for those late. The planet. Don't cola. The soft drink of the elite hacker. Who are these guys? It's Razor and Blade. Find a payphone in a remote location. Razor and Blade. That's right. This is a payphone. Don't ask. Don't ask, indeed. All right, so when you, so, you talk about that payphone, yeah, where did they get it from? <laughs> when you talk about some things holding up, like I don't know if you can watch too. There are a lot of, uh, you know, there's lots of digital content creators in the world, but a lot of, uh, you know, Twitch stuff you can't watch it without seeing some sort of gamer fuel being advertised. <laughs> I just thought that was like you know ahead of its time in a way where it's like, yeah, we have like this random niche monster drink energy but, drink. well but it's never monster though it's some other like weird off brand it's like it's usually g fuel or there's this one i see sometimes called like mad monk but it's like m-o-n-q and they're all just yeah like reskinned energy drinks but i think i think uh... g fuel just came out with a version called like titty milk which is like white and creamy <laughs> and it's supposed on. to have the consistency of cum hold on where's my guy milk? The guy that was like collaborating with G feels like, I, can we call it like come? Is it too much to call it come? And it's, they're like, yeah. And he's like, what about like titty milk? And they're like, we can get away with titty milk. So, Amazing. Like, you know, that's just the, the type of chaos. Yeah, just just the wild branding. That scene for like the introduction of Razor and Blade, you know, getting some uh, some ethnic diversity in their cast and uh, potentially, even though it's never really. Peter Kim. Yeah, even though it's it's not really ever stated outright, but potentially some LGBTQ there um, representation as well. Um, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but one of them's wearing like a, a scarf that's like rainbow colored. So, you know, there might be mm. something there. Um, yeah, so again, just kind of having that uh, tossed in, you know, they, uh, they they get some some bonus points there where it's probably something that, you know, in a, in a lot of other movies, I think you throw that in front of a test audience and like get these well, people off the screen. They also okay. have the Kate Libby sexy dream of Dade wearing the uh, that, frock yeah. motorcycle suit. That's true. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there was okay. So there's so many weird dream sequences <laughs> during that like one scene after Dade gets a like he gets interrogated. Made you hot too, right? Then he gets arrested, or no, he. He, he gets interrogated, has the dream where she comes in and like she opens her jacket, flashes a quick boob and then jumps on him and yeah. then makes out with him and then immediately gets pulled off him where he gets arrested and then he wakes up from a dream. And it's such a confusing like set of events. It's and then, <laughs> it's just all the shit that was on his mind at the time. man. Yeah. that's just his his mind was processing. He's like, I'm horny and and I'm um, about to get arrested. And that's what he was thinking about. It's also pretty gross. I don't know if you ever wore a, like a leather jacket, no shirt, but uh, you get pretty oh, sweaty. Sticky. Um, so speaking of sticky, we're gonna go back to the agents. We got Dick speaking Nolan, of sticky, Agent Mark Ray. Anthony. <laughs> Mark Anthony of all people, Mark Anthony Mark fucking Andy. shows up in this film. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing here? You act? Since when did you act? Well, see, this is like appar apparently this was like a movie that we're like we're gonna give people who want to act a chance to be in this movie. So that's why Mark Anthony and Pendulette appear in this movie. I was appreciating when Anthony was super was zeitgeist in 1995. I suppose so. Um, he was just so yeah, they, they bring in they bring in old uh, they bring in Joey here, um, and that leaves the plague uh, explaining to Ellingson Lorraine Company Brocco. Sex. 
Yeah, Lorraine Bracco of all people as well. Another connection yeah, yeah. from a previous a favorite of mine. back on the show, friend of the yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, we got Plague explaining how the Da Vinci virus is going to sink all the oil tankers and uh, in the shipping containers, and this is his plan to basically blame our heroes, uh, the, the curious hacking kids, on them. The virus is actually, uh, of course, a ruse that Elaine, or that Eli and Margo, Larry and Bracco, are using to steal millions from the company. Um, meanwhile, Dade and Kate decide to settle their disagreements with a hacking duel, um, and their friends act as judges proceeding with a series of hacks on Agent Dick Gill. Um, after bringing Lucy <laughs> he's never out. referenced in the movie as Dick Gill. You just put that because he's always referenced as Richard. I think in the movie. <laughs> I think. Well, they like they 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 label as. as I think they might it's call like him Dave, but. He always shows um, up as, as Richard, though. The one thing I found funny for in this scene, uh, when, when the plague is it, it actually, like, uh, interrogating Dade, is when he takes this bat and then just goes ham on the Sony <laughs> tape deck. Not the two-player Sony tape deck, man. What's wrong with you? And, of course, yes, he has his dream. Uh, sexy dream where he then gets, you know, hauled away from the police. Um, Joey is, you know fucking saying he's not an addict at an addict place of all things while, while, while while smoking, look i'm not an addict while I'm smoking an and drinking coffee more coffee let's get some yeah. more coffee yeah um that was a pretty good scene actually <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this movie has its charms it's it's awful but it just like somehow it was still had me engaged and like and it shouldn't because it's just like a collection of trippy montages like mixed with like somebody's face that's gone transparent and then things but like has, happen around their face it has an like, awesome soundtrack though it does, it does have an soundtrack. awesome soundtrack it's basically a music video it is. In, yeah in some ways yeah it very much is um after uh being released from parole joey reveals the disc containing the files to the friend phantom freak and uh joey are eventually uh caught up uh, in public uh while they're <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little behind on my slides here. Yeah, so Joey and the freak are caught themselves in public by uh, Phantom Freak service, uh, and Freak gets arrested for his troubles. <laughs> could, could we like we were going to talk about this more? Like, why is it yeah, the Secret we were... Service? Like, <laughs> why is it not yeah, just no. the FBI? Like, does not I thought the Secret Service was strictly like. You know, protecting the president, the president and like, like yeah. other other former presidents. Like, why is the Secret Service that coming after no these sense. people? That's a great point. Like, I never thought about that. Like, I was like, uh, it's got, surely it's CIA or if you have it. When I was like doing my notes, they just kept saying Secret Service, and I'm like, all right, so I guess it's the Secret Service. Yeah, maybe maybe the Secret Service hires protecting presidents and hackers. Those are their two uh, jobs. That dude was terrible at the being secret. Huge camera on the shoulder. Just throwing the camera Dude, on your shoulder, know. like looking over your shoulder while taking the photo. Yeah, like literally twelve Being feet away from the people you're you're observing. Yeah. <laughs> Being um, serviceable. Yeah, Freak, uh, He's just giving Freak it. Here away. gets arrested, and as soon as he uh, contacts Kate, he informs her that he did the that he hid the disc in the boys' bathroom at the school, and we get in the this, place like, where he hid that thing. Super uncomfortable scene where she's in the bathroom, <laughs> and there's just like five guys giving her rape looks just leering at her the whole time because she's in the bathroom and it's like so well, she's a t-shirt yeah. tucked in though so the thing the disc was hidden behind a condom machine right so she's in there pretending to get a condom while getting the disc so 
they're all yeah. like, oh yeah, she well, fucks. She, she kind of gets it, and then she's like, oh yeah, I gotta get the condom, and then like walks back to it, and then like flaunts it on the way out. And it's like, yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, Kate and serial killer asked Dade for uh, his help in copying the disc, and that's when they learn that the disc is designed uh, to salami slice $25 million from Ellingson's transactions. Uh, they plan to hack the Gibson again with the help of Razor and Blade, uh, Darren Lee and Peter Kim. And planet. They evade the hack the planet. This is an amazing scene. This is almost my, my scene I picked as my favorite scene. Oh, just because really? uh well i mean it's just it's so like like it feels like you said you say damn mentions there's parts of the movie where like it just feels like you know some fever dream music video thing like if someone was like oh man i really like noir movies let's put in this like noir like exchange of information <laughs> like he rolls up on the holding on i'm watching this and like he can't ride his skateboard through here like remembering it and it's like oh no he's holding on to the outside of the car on the sidewalk when he grabs the freaking disc like it's the stupid and like the music is different than the music anywhere else in the movie like it's just the so like it's so out of place compared to the rest of the movie it's the lighting in this film is the wildest lighting i've seen like bathrooms have spotlights on like certain characters while things are dark like hallways have like seven different light sources but none of them are uniform they're all like generally spotlit areas and it adds it's so weird it was the weirdest like uneven lighting i've seen in a film in a long time this is a funny scene though you're right it's just like the director leaned over to like the assistant director just like hey man you know those like cool movies where like the the detective walks in like and he's like monologuing and it's dark yeah. and shadowy. They, and they hand over the envelope with the you know the photos yeah. of the guy. Yeah. I think we need one of those. <laughs> we need one of those, but we <laughs> and the skateboard <laughs> and rollerblades. We need rollerblades. <laughs> we need more rollerblades. So yeah, we uh, we get back to razor blade, razor, razor blade, and blades. Um, so uh, they they want to evade the Secret Service. Uh, they decide to converge on Central Station, where they're going to use payphones, the original VPNs, to begin their assault on the <laughs> the original VPN. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when that's uh, uh, Razor and Blade are like, "Let's let's send out a, a mass hashtag. We'll 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 bring up a tweet, bring the world together, get a hashtag going, hack the planet." And we'll help distract everybody for you. Um, so they contact hackers around the world, including places such as like Italy and Japan and uh, Russia, um, while these guys are down at uh, the Grand Central Station. Um, sorry, I'm losing my track here. Um, yeah. Who lend their support uh, the, with virus extracting plague long enough for Dade to download the incriminating file to the floppy disk? Uh, shortly after crashing the Gibson, Dade and his friends are arrested, but they manage to toss the disk in a trash can before they are taken away, which is retrieved by a serial killer. Um, as they're being interrogated, can we wait? Sorry, I'm just gonna go back. This scene with the fucking floating phone booths. When they're all <laughs> yeah, where they're like, like they're spinning. they're rotating around while they're in the phone booths. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's, it's so like, what the fuck is happening? What is because you needed to That's see... what I mean about music video. Everything's yeah, kind of like in a music you video. Needed to see every angle of their face yeah. to understand how serious they were taking this hacking endeavor. Like you couldn't, you couldn't capture that from one angle. You had to see it from from every angle. One small detail, though, if you if you notice, if you pay attention to the clocks to when they're hacking, and you know, sometimes they'll like cut back to a scene where you see the clock and like hours have passed. So at least they're like somewhat consistent in like the the passage of time that it takes to fucking sit there and hack. You know, I noticed it, yeah, in like the, I think it's the first scene when he's hacking into the TV. The 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 time is moving like clock. like as if like seconds are going by. Yeah, it's like it's like three forty something a.m. or whatever, but like it's changing every second. I did. Uh, I did notice that. Yeah, this movie was so speculative on what it thought the internet was going to be, and it was just like, well, somebody was really, really into the internet. And well, but like the thing, at least for hacking, the the thing for hacking that they got the most right was in that opening scene when he just calls the guy and pretends to be like some guy in accounting and gets the information. Like yeah, most of hacking is just social engineering anyway. So when he does that, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. just basically like sending a fake email and someone clicking on a link. That's all that's all that was. It was accurate yeah, it was for all of three minutes and then everything else became like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um let's, let's see, Matthew Lillard I just found annoying in this movie. What? I know I there was a time what? in the nineties Matthew Lillard talking like this man was like considered like entertaining but it doesn't work for me <laughs> no he has so many great quotes of this movie yeah like so many great quotes. watching this movie again i hadn't watched it for a few for a few years there are so many things that it's like i say some of these lines in this movie like all what are some of your hackerisms some of my hackerisms like whoa this isn't woodshop <laughs> and even the, even though saying like are we fashionably late isn't necessarily like unique to this movie, but yeah. the way the razor and blade say it, I realize that I always say it, like with that intonation, like when they call them when they're in the phone booth, it's like, are we fashionably late? Like that's how I always say that. <laughs> the way that they say it, I'm like, ah shit, this movie impacted me way too much. It's a favorite scene. It's a C punk. Gone past it real quick, but yeah, this is yeah. I didn't watch the chess chess scene. Is he playing an Oculus Rift or whatever they are? Something like that. What the hell are you doing? He's got the sheriff badge on. Play. What does he do with the badge? Gil, I think we got something. Hard copy. <laughs> I, used to, I used to say that about you. Yeah, I, I say that at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, I'm pretty sure I, I were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so yeah, serial killer retrieves the uh, the hard drive, and as he's being interrogated, uh, revealing the plot from our, oh yeah, right, right. So Eli and Margo celebrate by basically doing the nookie. Um, and while these two are being interrogated, actually the whole crew is being interrogated at this point, uh, serial killer with the help of razor and blade hacks the world and gets a TV every second, planet. just hacking the yeah. planet where he gets to basically reveal the plot of the movie and Margo's complicity, uh, in the big money scheme, which Lorraine Bronco loses her shit once she hears her name. 
the plague no is scene, I was just thinking, course. man, I wish they picked anyone but any character but Matthew Lillard to be the guy up on that screen. <laughs> <laughs> so Larry Brown can yeah. try to let him know that Eli is in. And this scene confuses me. So the plague is ultimately arrested when he's trying to flee to Japan under the alias of Mr. Babbage while on a plane. <laughs> why he wasn't arrested at the gates, we'll never know why. Yeah, they they wait until he's like, how how long are they on this flight before they're like, we're gonna arrest this dude? And let's take the red eye. You're trying to wear disguised and yeah, and so they're from so, and they're in New York. So you know, where is he connecting through? Like they're showing the plane. Is the plane over the ocean? Like is it is it going from New York to the West Coast? Is it flying over Europe? Like at what yeah, what point are they arresting him? So and I don't think mad scientist is the best. Yeah. So here's a here's a, a little thing too. I had in my notes. So I'll throw in there really quick because he he has some name with the last name Babbage on the fake profile that he creates, like for Dade's mom. Her last name is also Babbage, but it's like it's something hyphenated Babbage. So I'm like, where? What's this, this guy's obsession with the name Babbage? <laughs> like, I think Babbage was like a real life hacker back in the day. Um, yeah, okay. in my notes. So it's, it's I think it's a callback yeah. to that. Or some guy. sort of father of computer science. Yeah. yeah. So was so so was uh, the the Gibson right? There was some guy named with the name Gibson, and that's why. Uh, I think that's where the the computer being called the Gibson. That's that, that was a nod to some pioneer of programming, um, whose name Paul Gibson. His name I can't remember. His name was Gibson. Yeah. There's uh, Gibson. They talk about Gibson in the net too because they're drinking Gibsons. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. Wrap see. This up. Uh, All right. The movie ends with uh, Dade and Kate having their rooftop pool swim, uh, and as they make out in front of a city skyline with the windows lit to say "crash and burn," and that's basically okay. Was this whole movie just to get to that scene right there where it says "crash and burn" on well, a building? Well, so, yes. it's like, yeah, maybe. She 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 even says it's like if you you know weren't such a doofus and just admitted the fact that I'm a pretty good hacker, you could have saved yourself a bunch of trouble and basically could have saved yourself the entire movie. But you know, um, he is a doofus the plot and saved saved yeah. millions for an oil tanking company. So, thumbs up, hey, like hackers, they saved they saved an oil company millions of dollars. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Yeah, I'm so mixed. I have such mixed feelings about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in here now. Um, but first, which performance would you hold up? Yes, like, first. What about you, Chow? Who's your favorite performance in this movie? Uh, Matthew Lillard. <clears throat> yeah, oh, no. Okay, Suck it, Dad. Well, fine. Maybe it was great. It's just not my cup of Lillard. Not your cup of Lillard. Actually, uh, you, you know what? I really like the Phantom Freak, too. I really like this character. I like his energy. Mm. And I think that could, uh, that kind of energy could hold up in, in today, today's movies, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Santiago, what was his name again? It was uh, R- Rinaldi uh, Santiago. Rinaldi. Oh. Rinaldi. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, for me, I would say my, my hold up is uh, easily uh, uh, the plague in Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens, his, if, if not for him, you know, I don't know how. How far this movie would have gotten. I did love Matthew Lillard. He was the comedic joy and nostalgia I needed to keep me going through this film. But Fisher Stevens like broke his back 
to make this film entertaining. There, there's something to be said about like when a movie appears to not be great, but the person playing the villain like goes all in on yeah, yeah. being the villain, and you're like, this is like, like if he gets you know someone pitches him this movie, it's like, listen, you're you work for like a big corporation, but you're like an anti-hacker hacker, and you wear a trench coat and ride a skateboard through the fucking office. He's like, I'm in. I want this role. <laughs> um, did you yeah. pick a performance there, Cage? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, if I had to pick an individual performance from it, I, I'd be with like Matthew Lillard or Rinoli, just because like they were just fun characters that. You know, you can you can take their sort of archetype and and apply it to anything now, and it would still be entertaining. Like the the things that made those characters, you know, their their energy, um, like that would that would still apply now. Like I felt like Johnny Lee Miller was like really stiff. It's like one of these things where as a kid or you know younger you watch that, and then later on you realize like oh he's actually like British, and He's doing oh. an accent here, and that probably explains some of the stiffness in his performance at times because he's trying. I to, just assumed he uh, was on the spectrum. <laughs> well, see, you know what's funny is I was watching it. I'm like, wait, is that is that what he's going for? Like, is it like is I that think insen- it is. is that insensitive to think that? Like, because there's the care. one scene like something. like when he's talking to the plague and he's like, I don't play well with others, and he's like, and then he he does mm. the thing where he goes he goes nah. It's like that that scene was like bad but then also it's like shit is he just playing that like next level good and i don't know i think so because there's like some you know tick boxes that are checked like yeah. okay he's a, he's a genius at 11 years old right he's a savant so, yeah yeah and then he can't touch computer for seven years and we all know how fast like technology advances so all of a sudden you know he's that good for not having to touch the computer mm-hmm. for seven years Oh, maybe. Or his parents. You think he didn't touch a computer for those seven years? Okay. Here's the big. Here's the big thing. Okay. Um, they when they bust him, they say he's violating his probation, uh, (laughs) which is bullshit because he was 18 and his probation was up when he turned 18. So they're like, "What probation? He was not violating any probation." I mean, it's the Secret scare Service. Tactic. They can do what they want, right? <laughs> yeah, or a scare tactic, yeah. Retroactive um, probation. Yeah. So yeah, no, Matthew Lillard and, and Rinoli, I think, like you could you could plug those characters into a movie today, and they would they would still work, I think. All right, I'm gonna pick Lord Nikon, played by Lawrence Mason, just because he is my favorite line. He's just like, "You're zero cool. I thought you were black, man." So, all right, no, but here's the problem with that. He says he has a photographic memory, right? In that yeah. opening scene, so an 11-year-old is being taken out of the courthouse, and there's like a million cameras. And Lord Nikon, the guy with photographic memory, remembers the oh issue of the God. newspaper, but there isn't a photo of the kid on, on, in this news well, article. This they took probably, I mean. They took, they took so many pictures of him. I think there's probably like you're the real Lord Nikon K H. Post photos of you know underage criminals, basically. Um, sure, but you'd think like oh yeah, maybe probably, but you'd think they probably just wouldn't have had like all the people there to begin with because it was a child. <laughs> like yeah, they would keep it under wraps. 
But, I mean, um, it was big, big story, I guess. And but, how old? Yeah. Here's a question for you, Devin. How old do you think Lord Nikon's character is in this movie? Lord Nikon, I would say probably like eighteen. So, how old do you think Lawrence Mason was at the time of this movie? Probably like thirty. Yeah, he was twenty-nine, I think. <laughs> and, but like, it's never at any point said like, is he in school or recent graduate? Like, is this guy like twenty-six and they're just going over to his house to hang out and watch hackers? I'm he's older because he has his own place. And have the older yeah, I guess he does have his own place. Smoke pot and drink beer with you. <laughs> well, I believe he's like twenty-six in that. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't have the the thirty year old man who invited me and my teenage friends to hang out with him. No, I didn't know that guy. <laughs> you can be that guy now. I can be. No, I'm too. I can't be that guy now. I'm too you old. Yeah. Generations into alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, the the setting aesthetic. This movie would look crazy. It looks. It doesn't look like 1995. It doesn't look like any particular time at all. No. It's like Blade Runner. Like, <laughs> bad acid trip of 1995 is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that that's something that, in a way, it almost helps it hold up in a way because it's not like so obviously 90s that when you watch it now, you're like, oh my god, we were so dumb back then. It's like this is like extreme counter subculture stuff that very few people would have experienced anyway. So it's still like. A bit of a novelty to see it and a, a bit of a treat that way where it's like yeah it's not like cringe to be like oh my god this was like watching a music video from 1995 for like a top 40 rock pop band you're like this is bad but this movie uh oh man i think i think it the setting i think the setting and the aesthetic it, it carries on because it was like it wasn't real at the time so it's still like it's half science fiction practically <laughs> This is basically science fiction. Like this is, <laughs> you think this classifies as science fiction? At least now, like when you look back on it. <laughs> at a certain point, they they go back and reclassify it as science fiction. At least that one episode of Futurama where they go to the internet makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> now it's time for. So, uh, Movie Morsels for Hackers of 1995. I spoke about Angelina Jolie uh, being introduced in the film. Uh, who, you know, uh, gender, character switch, all that stuff. Uh, the password God uh, used in the film is actually one of the most commonly used passwords in real life. Um, the film's it's terribly short password. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to use it now in most cases. Now, I mean, nowadays, yeah, not so much, but yeah. For a long time, apparently it was. All In 1995, time. that was everyone's password. Um, the film's computer-generated graphics were cutting edge for their time, and many of the visual effects were created using silicon graphics workstations, which were commonly used in Hollywood at the time. The film's hacking sequences mostly used motion-controlled models instead of computer graphics to avoid looking too artificial. Um, the filmmakers had difficulty securing funding for the film. So this film was almost not made until Matthew Lillard himself convinced his friend and director, Francis Ford Coppola, to invest in the project. Wow. That, that yeah, guy's this a is a Francis Ford Coppola production? 
Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, there was some there was some pretty obvious uh, product placement in a couple spots too. So you know, they got they got a little bit of a little bit of money from that. There were some yeah. there were some beverages that were clearly displayed. Some McDonald's, you know, that was talked about. Um, so yeah, the film's climactic hacking battle scene was shot in just two days using a combination of practical and computer-generated effects. The filmmakers used a real-life garbage dump as the location for the scene. Um, the filmmakers also originally wanted to include a scene where the hackers break into the White House computer system, but the Secret Service denied the request to film on location, and the scene was... And I just put the Secret server. Service in the movie. <laughs> They're like, Dave, we're, we're putting you in the movie. Let us come into the White House. That's the answer. No, that's the answer. We're like, why did they make it the Secret Service? It makes no sense. They just did it to stick it to them. It's the only, it's wait, the only thing wait, that makes I have sense. To, I have to Google, like, what does the Secret Service do? Because <laughs> they're going to, the first thing that comes up is going to be stop hackers and we're all going to shit our pants. <laughs> So uh, this one's this one's interesting. Uh, the Robert Morris worm, uh, also known as the Great Worm, was a computer worm that infected approximately 6,000 Unix machines in November of 1988, causing widespread disruption and damage. The worm was created by Cornell University graduate student Robert Tapin Morris, who released it onto the internet to gauge its potential Wait, is impact. his last name Tapeworm? Is that what you said? Uh, his Robert middle worm? name's Tapin. T-A-P-P-A-N. Uh, <laughs> Morris released a tape and worm uh, onto the internet to gauge. Hey, worm! That's what I call my uh, baseball bat. Okay. However, due to a programming what? error, the worm replicated too quickly and ended up causing a denial of service, a DOS attack on the machines it infected, causing them to crash or become unresponsive. The incident became one of the first high-profile cyber attacks and led to Morris being the first person to be convicted under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, which inspired the film's opening scene. Um, and the final morsel here, the filmmakers ha hired a group of actual hackers as consoles, as consultants, to make the film's hacking scenes more realistic. I, I did that in my notes. I said, there are hacker consultants in the credits. <laughs> Film's writer director. Surprise, motherfucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> for you, Irving. Thank you. Uh, the <laughs> film's writer director and some cast members attended uh, the New York City 2600 meeting to observe and talk with real life hackers. So, yes, apparently real life hackers were used in the making of this movie to consult. See, um, Daphne, it is real. <laughs> the whole thing was real. This is not science fiction. This movie was released on September 15th, 1995. It has a runtime of 107 minutes. It had a budget of $20 million, which is basically the amount of money that was to be uh, stolen in the grifting scheme from the plague. And yeah. the box office made a total of $7.5 million. Yeah, this was did, a bomb. It's not very did not good. do well. <laughs> Nailed it. <No>. Nailed it. <laughs> I feel like it's Stuck maybe... Landing. It's maybe garnered a bit of a cult following, but uh, I think uh, twenty million dollars yeah. to make this movie. Yeah, like I feel like there are people who say "hack the planet" and don't know that this is like the origin of like like where that came from. You know, it has a bit of a bit of a cult status in a way. Twenty million down the train. And this movie started Matthew Lillard's um, reputation as a money maker, one you can take to the bank. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny Lee Miller, for wasting twenty million. All right, we rewatchability. What about what about it? Would you rewatch this movie? 
yes. I, I mean, I, I got out my DVD copy to watch it. So that tells you, I think, I think that tells you what you need to know. If I was drinking at a cyber bar and it maybe was in the background and I didn't really have to pay attention to it, possibly. Otherwise, I don't think I would sit down and rewatch this. Uh, I think it, it, you know, for what it has for problems, the pacing is like pretty good. Like the movie skips along pretty quickly. Like it, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'll I'll definitely probably watch it again at some point. I have I'm a DVD. Say I just don't have a DVD player. I just don't have a DVD player. So I had to put it in the Xbox, yeah, because I don't have a DVD player. I had to sail happen. the high seas, RMAT. Yeah. Davin, did you I'll say it holds up again? Yeah, I would just like to go back and see its absurdist take on 1995. There you go. Like, it, it's it just so absurd. reflect on in like 20 years, maybe. Like I said, I don't know why I was enjoying myself. I was sitting there and I'm just like, God, I'm going to not, this is, I did not expect it to hold up at all. But let's ask ourselves that right now. Does it hold up? The big question. No. <laughs> but I still love it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can answer this question in a few years when I let my son watch it and we'll see, uh. We'll see what he thinks. No, I I, th I think like to ask that question, does it hold up? Like if can someone who was born after 1995 and yeah. actually like it grew up like with Internet, like we were all born, we grew up without the Internet. So if, if someone, you know, much younger than us could watch this movie and enjoy it, then yeah, it holds up. And I can't see that actually happening. <laughs> you no, know, they would be so confused by things like the payphone um, and like, yeah. Um, just like PlayStation One games and like tape decks and like rollerblades. What? And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like a music video, and they just be like, "Why would you make a music video like this?" But yeah, um, no, I, I don't think it holds up. It's just it's weird. I see why it has a cult following, and that's why I think it has rewatchability because it's just so weird. You just want to put it in and just take it in for a minute. Yeah, it's but definitely, it, it, it's difficult. Yeah, I agree with the notes. It's like difficult to introduce to like a new audience. But I think there are uh, people who just, yeah, like if, if if somebody were to put on like a hackers themed event and like come as your favorite character, like I think that would be a thing people would get into. Like, it's just, I don't know, it has a it has a lot of a lot of character to it. But yeah, certain aspects mm. of it um, wouldn't pass the the test of uh, of the story. Modern, modern movie watchers. I think. Yeah, I just don't yeah, understand. I don't the think the place. story holds up. I just don't understand. He said it was because the only part they, I get they, they just liked rollerblading, and so they put it in the movie. That's it. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're all so bad at rollerblading. Well, <laughs> none of just them look, you're, none they're of them having a good time. That was a movie. They were having a good time. Yeah, just having a good time in the nineties, rollerblading when it was popular. Like I just, can, I don't know. Like if we're talking about hackers for very much longer, can I tell you my most, my my weirdest thing I observed when rewatching this movie? Right, yeah, do it. When oh, when Dade and Kate, you know, crash and acid agree to their yeah. hack battle and they shake on it, they use their left hands. What? Totally unlucky and disrespectful. <laughs> she holds out her left hand, and then he the left hand shakes, and it's 
It's the See, nothing story. about this movie reflects the real world. It's all man, just a like, universe. I took, I took notes, man. I came prepared. I can no, throw them out while, while, while Murphy Just, goes and Did you also know the part do it. the, the like, rolls in? Movie morsels with K.H. Why, here. Why but. does why does a waiter carry scissors? <laughs> do you think waiters normally carry scissors? Because he swipes did, the guy's did he, did he have it in his apron or did he get it from the counter? I know he he walked he had it like. Because he walked over to the guy and then he pulled it out of his little apron and then cut his cards. Like, did he just carry scissors with him all the time? Is that a Maybe thing that. in fancy restaurants I don't know about when they have to cut people's cards up? Yeah, maybe like, you have to cut receipts they do. back then. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it was like a common trope back then. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I know. It was like, yeah, it was a common, yeah. Yeah, it was a common trope. Cool. The, other, the other trope that I had made a note of was the, the getting a trace convenient plot device. Like, let's get a trace on his phone. It's like just some random oil company. Like, <laughs> you can have like, in the next movie too. They're just like tracing. Well, like, oh yeah, all the server time. room for fuck's sakes. It was just like glass towers and like up lighting and just like made no sense. It's like yeah, where's yeah. the cooling? Where's how does your shit work? What the are you are you in the fucking uh, the fortress of solitude? Is Superman gonna come in and open the door for you guys? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give us more. Move on. Oh man, you want you want some more? Let's see what I have. Oh, you have more? Have I mean I? So I mean, we can talk about how Wendell Pierce doesn't age because this movie was true. He does almost thirty years ago. Dude, dude, basically looks the same. Uh, Yeah, I mentioned I had there are two two diet cokes that appeared in the movie. Um, There are there's one scene with the plague and uh, Lorraine Barocco's character when they're like going up and down the escalators where it feels like they did like the audio like post like it just feels really off uh didn't notice this whole movie felt sort of off well uh yeah well the the, the sound was off in a few places like when uh uh Angelina says I hope you don't fuck like you type that was completely unsynced <laughs> That was uh, a sync too. Yeah, it's okay. Ancient later. And like my other big question too is like, what do you think the timeline is for this whole movie? From like start yeah. to finish, how much time do you think passes? Like, because it seems like a lot happens with people getting I, I arrested. Would say it's probably a month because there seems like you know they keep the Joey kid detained and he's grounded. Well, yeah, and like time. and like how long from like when Freak is arrested to him being like in the jail payphone or like you know the jail like making the collect call? Like how long does that take to happen? Because yeah. it feels well, you like you get your call immediately. <laughs> but it feels like he gets arrested in the morning and like literally that night he's like in some you know prison where dudes are like you know making gross comments at him. It's like that doesn't happen that quickly. Like you don't get processed and put in prison that that fast like the secret service fast track well, yeah, right? the, everything could just be yeah, creative license right secret service just does whatever they want right that's that's the uh that's <laughs> so the, you looked it up what do, does the secret service do <laughs> Kate? they capture cyber criminals we ensure the safety of the president the president their families those the vice president's foreign heads of state former United States presidents and their spouses and events of national significance. So I guess if this was considered an event of national significance, they would get involved. <laughs> hackers, you know, uh, hacking potential oil tankers around the world would be of 
significance. I yes. Suppose. When the the IT guy who calls himself the plague says, hey, Secret Service, someone downloaded my garbage file. They're like, we're in. <laughs> we're all in. We're going to catch these, na- the, these hackers with a, yeah. with a big old net. Speaking uh-huh. of the net. What a segue. What a segue. Let's, let's move over to theater, too. He's our professional. Yeah, right. Um, so theater, too, we have the net. Starring from 1995 as well, when the internet became a big thing, apparently. It's like, we have, just have to make movies about the internet. It's hot it's, stuff right it's now. The it's, it's, it's the latest horror. It's the latest area in the world. Yeah, exactly. Starring Sandra Bullock, Jeremy Northam, and Dennis Miller. Directed by Erwin Winkler. I think that's Erwin. So, it's Lerwin. Lerwin. Lerwin Winkier. Winkler. All right, hit us with the trailer, Murphy. All right. I'll get rid of that. There you go. We all live in the age of information. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my bottom? Every trace of our existence is computerized. But he's a payphone. Funniest thing about, thing about this is, is it came out the same year as Hacker. These two people saw the internet in two ways of But this, this movie also features uh, prominent use of cell phones, which. Even movies now struggle with. Journalist Angela Bennett was just doing. I don't know if they'll show it in the trailer. She's going to show the whole movie in this trailer. Oh, yeah, the whole movie. It's right here. What is this? She never should have seen I plugged it in and I'm staring at the personal medical files of the Undersecretary of Defense, Michael Bergstrom. Someone's tapped into the system. How long would it take to track? Mr. Bergstrom? Depends on how long yeah. she stays online. Yeah, himself because he thought people would Why think he was gay. Great story there. They hacked into computers and they caused this chaos. Wall Street. The market panic. 1995. The Department of Water and Power in Atlanta. LAX. We've lost radar contact. Now it's time to go. Like oh yeah, like the trailer should have been over. Why is it still going? <laughs> they gotta wrap up the plot. According to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you're with marks. They 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 screwed with my information and, and my fingerprints. I don't understand why me. Trading her life. Edit. There's identity theft. No, 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 the internet is all about identity theft. Yeah. Dennis Miller's character dies. Let's show that the trailer. <laughs> I am Angela Bennett. Just give us the disc and we'll give you your life back. She has the evidence. She's copied the disc. Is this actually a disc-themed uh, episode of your podcast? Yeah, it was the 90s when the, the world was either saved or destroyed by a floppy disk. <laughs> by a floppy disk. A 2-megabyte text file would destroy the world. A film by Urban Winkler. Urban Winkler, I believe. I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, good, good effort, good effort. Wow, wow. So, man. so coming into this, I thought this one was gonna be my favorite movie, and I don't. I gotta say, it was my least favorite. favorite. It was my how? least so, favorite of all of them. What? I, I will say, to watch it twice. It was boring me to tears. I had a hard time boring. watching this, but I'll tell you why. You know how, like, sometimes when you're growing up and you own like six movies, 
and it's just kind of six random movies. And so you watch one you of those movies. The My wife owned the net. And I was watching it, uh, and she was saying every line of dialogue no, while I was watching it. Because she's like, Kyle, I've watched this movie 200 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like writing notes. She's like, are you writing this down? Are you writing that down? I'm like, stop it. Oh, yeah. I did like half an hour in, I didn't make her be quiet. Because she would just stop quoting it and just saying every single thing that was happening. Did she was, actually like it or just like it was because it was one of six No, I think it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like you own six movies on VHS and when you're bored and you you, know, you don't have cable TV, you're like, well, I'll watch The Net again, I guess. Watch Curly oh. Suit with Jim Belushi. Yeah, well, it's like The Ghost in the Darkness. Like, I watched that movie so many times, like, just because... Oh, I mean, I love The Ghost in the Darkness. I'm probably like, going to feature it on this podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right, The Net. Um, yeah, so yeah, pipe so up I with guess... any of your uh, written-down morsels to okay, page. Dude, I, got, I, got four, I got four pages of notes on The Net. We can. Oh we my can, God! Well, should I just interject as they as they come up? Yeah, exactly. Right, Chris, the best way. Kyle. Yeah, crispy's crumblies with Kyle. Crumblies um, with yeah, Kyle. my okay. Just just my general thoughts on this film. I was gonna go. In, I was like, this is gonna be boring. Um, and I after watching Hackers, I was like, oh, this is refreshing. It's actually like legitimate, like what hacking is. And I found it interesting how she was like doing like the home delivery with FedEx booking her flight basically all the things that we pretty much take for granted nowadays yeah uh, she was like cutting edge and doing it with her and cyber bob and them on her like home computer um and i quickly like fell into like oh this is actually a really en- entertaining thriller of a movie and i was fucking on the edge of my seat the whole time and i enjoyed it thoroughly um so yeah well, that's, that's what continues on this podcast every movie hits me and murphy completely different yeah i'm very surprised you didn't like this movie the next no man yeah. i found it boring it's, it's, um, you know, it's very like kind of formulaic well and, yeah i was gonna say you could you if you take out the internet and replace it with literally anything else it's like just, anything it's, it's just yeah it's like it's not it just feels like one of those novels you'd get to like get through a plane well. ride or something <laughs> Just it's like a, the, it's a the shock movie. of her like having to like discover her home was gone and shit. Like she plays it well. It's not she doesn't play. I love Sandra Bullock too. And this movie just did not do it for me. Gotta say. All right. So the net is a 1995 cyber. Oh, hold on. One thing I want. He's got a cell phone. One one thing I found interesting between this and Hackers how they came out the same year because Hackers is a movie about individuals taking down larger entities governments corporations using hacking whereas this movie is the opposite it's about governments and organizations taking down individuals so i it's i find it fascinating they came out the same year but and these why? Were t- why was this yeah. movie? that's what i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> why well, what is this i, well, I didn't ever figure that, that out uh, so the net is a 1995 cyber thriller film directed by Erwin Winkler in Washington D.C. Uh, it is the location. Uh, it starts with U.S. under Washington. Sorry, ah, fuck, all right. We're in Washington D.C., the U- United States of America, uh, under Secretary of Defense Michael Bernstrom, as uh, who we're introduced to, played by Ken Howard. Um, this scene is the you know cold open of the film, and quickly, uh, well, I guess we're just gonna get into it because apparently this is Andrew and Kyle scene that holds up the most. Eight, <laughs> five. Scene, and then it just gets boring, and they fall asleep. Bit of a nightmare day. Oh, you know, I might have said opening scene, but I didn't mean this. Scene. You bet. Oh. 
Did you mean this scene, Joe? Yeah, I meant this scene because it sets the tone for the whole movie. Mm. It does. Imagine your last meal being a pear. Yeah, no, it's like he eats Cold a pear. You love pears. Of a snub -nosed pear. That's probably why he killed himself. This <laughs> pear is just terrible. This is mealy pear. I'm going to decide <laughs> the rest of my life based on this one pear. Buying pears at You know what? Stores. I've had some bad pears that have made me want to end myself. You know? Do you like? Right, do you guys like a soft pear or do you like a firm pear? I prefer uh, a sort of in between. Soft, of course. Like, just firm pear doesn't even taste like anything. Make, yeah. Hard pear make your gums bleed. <laughs> yeah. I like a medium. I like Especially a medium once pear. you put insert the razor blades. I like a medium like... pear that doesn't. I don't want my hands to get wet when I'm eating my pear. You know what I mean? If it's if it's too soft, wet hands, no good. What you just gotta make that slurpy noise? I know you <laughs> no, like making can't that do it. Can't noise. do it. Can't eat it. Can't eat a slurpy Stupid. pear. Can't do it. <laughs> um. So yeah, Michael Birds from commits suicide after being informed that he has tested positive for the old HIV. Um, this film stars Sandra Bullock as Angela Bennett, a computer systems analyst who lives a solitary life in Venice, Los Angeles. Uh, Angela works for Cathedral Software, a company based in San Francisco, and telecommunicates uh, to work. So can I? This is this is actually my favorite scene, um, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I think the guy on the phone says her name about seven times, and then every every sentence he's like, "That's not how it works, Angela." He's like, "Let me tell you something, Angela." And then she orders the pizza, and it's like Angela Bennett, and she's booking her flights, Angela Bennett, and on her fridge with little magnets, she has spelled out Angela. It literally takes like the width of the fridge is A N G, and then the next line is E L A on her fridge with magnets because the movie wants you to know her name is Angela. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Like Maybe they had to add writing. all that they had to add all that in because people watched this movie and thought her name was Ruth. They're like, no, we want to make mm -hmm. sure you know her name is Angela. And <laughs> I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. Because I'm like, how many times how many times do you have to say her name in this Take opening scene? For every time they say Angela and Bennett in the opening scene. You're <laughs> yeah, just get hammered in the first six minutes of this movie. Um, and so Angela, uh, she's her only real life interactions. Hey, what was her name again? Angela Bennett. Uh, her only real life interactions <laughs> the FedEx delivery driver and her mother, who is not Angela Bennett, but her mother, Aunt Bennett. Uh, I don't think they actually said her name. Uh, her mother's institutionalized uh, due to her Alzheimer's disease, which uh, plays into a later scene uh, that I thought stood out. Um, and, and Angela's life uh, ultimately changes dramatically um, when she is uh, receives a floppy disk from her coworker Dale, played by the legendary uh, Ray McKinnon. Uh, he, you know, sends over this Mozart uh, ghost disk, uh, and it contains it's a killer record. riff. <laughs> backdoor named Pi that allows access to a popular computer security system called uh, Gatekeeper, sold by Greg Microsystems, which is nothing to do with Microsoft. A uh, software company led by CEO Jeff Gregg, played by Gerald Burns, who is at any point in this film is only ever on TV. He's never actually like on screen. Well, they, they filmed all his scenes in the one spot outside their building in like four hours. And <laughs> Because anytime he's being interviewed, it's in the exact same spot, too, even though there are different times. 
how glossy looks. Um, so yeah, uh, Dale and Angela agree to meet, but uh, Dale's private aircraft uh, decides to crash into a tower, and he dies. Uh, he doesn't really decide to crash into a tower. He's just like directly. Why you don't let your planes make your decisions for you? Well, it's like I don't know how this guy wasn't paying attention to like one what's in front of him and why he's apparently flying uh, entirely by his own, you know, d devices. But the one thing I did notice is he was he was he crashing here. There's a fireball. They cut <laughs> yeah, back you know what into he was the doing. cockpit where there's no fire, and then they cut back to a, a giant fireball. Because <laughs> that's how. That's just you know an editing error no it's good which there are um, you know there are some some others in this movie too there's a few um so yeah uh dale's uh private aircraft crashes in the tower and he dies angela then uh you know because she had a vacation all set up she gets the news that dale's dead from her co-worker and she's not devastated by this at all. No, she's not upset at all. She literally couldn't be I bothered. I gotta catch a flight. You know, have you been to fucking LAX, man? That shit is a pain in the ass. You know, uh, she gets there and all of her flights are delayed or canceled or fucking hijacked. hijacked. <laughs> I saw that too. There's two There's of them, that are them are hijacked. There's two like, that are hijacked. Get hijacked. Yeah. That's I like crazy. How one, one and two of them say missing. Yeah, I can't believe that's a real missing. label. Hijack. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, that's so like all the thing. Hey, because it does what any person who's getting a flight that knows their flights are hijacked or canceled or whatever, just hang out. Like the more than fifty percent of the planes on the board are missing or hijacked. Well, they just just that, leaving that airport. Just just that one little <laughs> they, they highlighted there. You know, I'm sure the rest um, of them are fine. Yeah, the rest are fine. Uh, so we get we get a you know a little foreshadowing oh, of of our main villain Jack Devlin. Uh, that is quite the yeah. neck. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, Angela heads on to a vacation to Kazumal, Mexico. Uh, you know she's reading a book here, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera. Yeah, uh, I had a super crush on Sandra Bullock for like my entire life, and I still didn't like this movie. Wow, I don't wow. get it. I don't. This is such a good movie. Um, so yeah, uh, she's looking fine as, as all hell on this beach scene. I'm just going to let this thumbnail refresh so if anybody catches the live stream, they might have a reason to click clickbait. <laughs> okay, we're good. Um, so yeah, good uh, where, where she meets a charming Englishman named Jack Devlin, played uh, by Jeremy Nordham. This is his American debut for films. Um, he decides, you know, let, let me seduce you by taking you on uh, my company boat, which is like half a yacht, practically. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he orders the Gibson, too. So there's the, the Gibson connection between uh, the net and, and hackers. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. I almost forgot he did order the Gibson. Um, but, yeah, they're having a nice, lovely dinner and stuff. And while they're walking the beach, uh, Angela is mugged, uh, which Devlin chases after because he paid that local mugger to get the magical green floppy disk that could end the world or save the world. Um, he then, once he gets the floppy disk, the mugger's like, I like the internet. You know, I get I get the, the mucho dinero now, and he gets a mucho boleto to the chest. He didn't deserve that. Um, he didn't deserve that, no. He, he, was, he was just a simple guy trying to do a job, probably feed his family, and now he's eating sand. Um, Devlin cuts his hand, you know, make it look like he got mugged, uh, takes her back to the boat, and, uh, is this, no, you changed your scene, Davin, you, you, you were gonna pick this yeah, scene. Yeah, I changed my scene, now keep uh, going. Yeah, 
uh, where basically she finds the gun. This was the one he chose. Well, I was just going to highlight the scene because that's when the movie like starts, basically. And I was already yeah. bored with this movie, and like now it's it starts. <laughs> and like, but I do find like those scenes are kind of sort of engaging in a movie, like that scene where like some two characters who've been spending time together, one realizes the betrayal of the other before they they that character makes their betrayal um noticed so well that one's you know loading up the silence pistol he's ready to put put one in angela and she's ready to get one put in her so she may you know kisses devlin and he puts one in her uh as they there's a there's a part a little bit before that where she says to him nice hardware and i I put i wrote that down i put hardware in quotes I'm like, was that intentional? Because yeah, he, she, and he was like, nice software. Yeah, she um, says nice. So yeah, nice. he still goes to follow through on killing her, but she uh, decides to put on his coat where she finds the pistol that she just and, lets lets him grab. Let's him well, it's because pistol. she already took the. She previously alluded to her Colorado upbringing and being around guns, right? She's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. she's like Lauren Bober from 1995. <laughs> Maybe Lauren Bennett. Uh, maybe family lineage. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, he takes the gun and immediately points it at her. Pulls the trigger and there's nothing. She's like, oh, are you looking for this clip? Which is a mag, lady. That is a mag, not a clip. I'll have you know. Um, she tosses that in the ocean. Um, and uh, proceeds to burn him with a cigarette and whack him with a fucking champagne bottle knock knocked out yeah. escape on the boat yeah. uh, as she's trying to escape on uh the dinghy boat uh she basically crashes into some rocks and you know passes like out like days. 30 feet away from the boat let's let's yeah just like sees the rocks is <laughs> like you know what i should turn no i'm just gonna gun it no this is gonna be good time wham just uh, straight she, into Straight into the rocks. Lies of those rocks goes flying as you can see her in the center screen here. Um, I never understand how people like survive that kind of thing. Like if you get knocked out in the water, you're basically drowning. Oh, it's it's bullshit. <laughs> she, like, and who who finds her? Like who Maybe. finds her? And how long? How long until she's found? Like oh, a fisherman. It's like the majestic, which we also featured on this podcast. This is when you get knocked out in water. Somebody finds you on a beach later. That's a guarantee. Yep, Somebody just, will find you on a, a beach. Like when you're knocked out, do you not need to breathe? Is that something I don't know about being knocked out? No, you don't need to breathe well, because get, when that person finds you on the beach, your mouth closed, there's, you're good in the water. there's always <laughs> still the water in your lungs, so that when they find you and go, "Hey there," and sit you up, you can cough yeah. out water. If you get if you get knocked out and you're face up with your mouth closed in the water, you're perfectly fine. This is science. This is science. <laughs> Speaking of science, this doctor's smoking a cigarette in this Mexican yeah. hospital that uh, she Mexico, you get what you want. She's, she's in that she's been in for three days. Um, she also finds out that her disc was destroyed in the watery accident, but she did have a she's got a business card with uh, a password on it potentially. To be clear, though, um, too the the disc was destroyed by the sun, is what uh, what he says, implying that the disc was. Above the water, in the beach, in the sun, yeah, on the beach. <laughs> they found her, yeah. <laughs> and they they picked it up for her. Yeah, yes. you left your disc on the beach, but we got it because yeah, because somehow yeah, like just imagine that's what's like, important. Like carrying something, like how much does a floppy disc weigh? 
What are the odds of it and her washing up on shore in the same location? <laughs> and someone being like, oh, this is important. Let's take this with us when we take her to the hospital. This very weathered floppy disk must belong to this <laughs> unconscious lady. <laughs> and it must have been... <laughs> Um, so this unconscious lady, Angela Bennett, uh, if you guys didn't know who this was, uh, she's going to find out quickly when she goes back to her hotel that she has checked out. Uh, she checked out while she was checked out. Um, and amongst that chaos, she also finds out uh, that there is a border lady out of nowhere that finds her out of nowhere and is like, here, sign these papers. You're Ruth Marks, right? You're Ruth Marks? You're Ruth Marks, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're Ruth Marks. Okay, cool. You're Ruth Marks. Uh, she signs that paper. Uh, and then she goes back. But I thought she was Angela Bennett. Yeah, she's not. She's She has no proof what? that she's Angela Bennett. She's lost all of her things, so she's going to go with Ruth Marks because she's going to be stuck in Mexico if she doesn't take this one and only opportunity to get back into America with this new ID and stuff. Uh, she, somehow she gets through the border and gets back home to find that her house has been sold within the week. I also give her like the name of the most prominent, prominent communist ever Ruth to get Marks. back in the United States with. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well just have, like, named her like... <laughs> Like like Fidel Stalin or something like. Yeah, but it's not the like the the identity they give her. I mean, spoilers for later in the movie. And paying attention is is the oh, name man. of the woman who assumes her identity. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> funny too. Situation, if you will. Yeah. yeah, and so like I like, felt really bad girl, for that other woman because yeah. they added all this shit to Ruth Marx's like criminal record. Like that was that other criminal woman who was only doing like minor crimes now you've added a bunch of shit to her that she didn't do it's funny though that your job in this whole like caper is be the lady who answers the phone if this woman calls herself yeah. you just answer the phone is her that's your job yeah it's pretty funny um so yeah um ruth or sorry not ruth angela oh bennett is back is back at her is it even fooled you her as, yeah, well, I know it's it's very it's tricky. I don't movie. know if you guys are paying attention to the movie. <laughs> see, like, come on. So uh, Angela Ruth Brennan Marks, she uh, finds out her home's been sold uh, to her dismay. Which uh, one of the scenes when she like walks in and she's like, ah, like that kind of fucked with me. I was like, oh man, that would break my brain to just walk into the house I expect and everything's gone. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, she's assigned to be Ruth Marks. Uh, Devlin has entered a, an arrest record for uh, for Ruth, uh, which includes prostitution and drug dealing and all sorts of surprising goodies that Angela Bennett has no uh, no actual priors to. But you know, petty larceny, narcotics, parole, prostitution, prostitution twice, prostitution three times actually. So prostitution Once, was twice, before she was uh, before she was twenty when she was nineteen years old. Yeah. Um, it's a bit so, old, uh, like. yeah she sees that she's gonna get arrested by the cops so she bails out um she pulls a bait and switch with the old phone giving it to uh an old guy and calling her ex flame uh played by dennis dennis miller, miller. uh former lover and psychiatrist who's terrible in this movie by the way he was he, the worst. this is not the he, kind of role you cast dennis miller as <laughs> you know, he was kind of hot in 1995 but he was just awful he was uh <laughs> he felt very out of place. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in like the dramatic stuff, like later, and he's like dying. Well, he, like he gives like he just 
come closer. Well, and it's like, like what? It, like how intentional is it that he's giving off like creepy vibes like half the time? I don't know. Like he's he's like twenty five percent like caring, fifty percent creepy vibes, and like twenty five percent like someone else. But it's like, what? Like, yeah, like even just like that, like just that right there, because he's like, <laughs> hey, we could make a Gibson in this scene. But, like he just looks not like somebody you'd want to have yeah, like your body language does not read i'm down with this and he's just no, like we're gonna no. get drunk and laid that's why you called yeah it's like no dennis no we're not um uh, speaking of uh callbacks and uh, old 90s callbacks i don't know if you guys noticed but uh when she hands the phone off to this old guy and he pulls off he's like clever girl that's a whole tip of the hat to jurassic park um, yeah. so yeah um uh, Angela eventually logs into Bethesda Naval Hospital's computer and learns uh, that under security of defense, what a fucking weird title, under security of defense, Bergstrom. Like, is that a real title? Uh, who had opposed gatekeepers' use by the federal government uh, was misdiagnosed with HIV. That's right, he was negative, oh, oh. misdiagnosed uh was not infected so he you know took a silver laxative for no reason um are you saying uh, there's gaps in the american healthcare system because if that's what you're saying i won't have it <laughs> there's no proof of that whatsoever at all um right. so yeah angela eventually uh reaches out to her old uh old cyber buddies to find out a little more about praetorian and the backdoor pie is connected to praetorians a notorious group of cyber terrorists who are linked to recent computer failures um don't mess with them as uh, cyber bob is telling her um cyber bob he's a good guy that's cyber yeah, bob you know that we never get to see that we all we need a cyber see. bob in our lives okay so okay angela mm -hmm. and cyber bob are supposed to meet up at the pier for like 7 p.m but cyber bob apparently gets intercepted by devlin at some point yeah um, he goes to because cyber bob has his like online avatar like as a little sticker by his like buzzer <laughs> at his apartment building <laughs> <laughs> um, Angela eventually manages to escape Devlin after attempting to meet with Cyber Bob, and uh, who was revealed to be a contract killer for the cyber terrorists. Surprise, surprise! Like that wasn't obvious by this point. Um, but the Praetorians, uh, they find out that Alan Champion is helping her, um, and they ultimately uh, get to Champion by fucking with his pharmacy and hospital computer records. Uh, he basically goes into a penicillin-induced coma um where they're like oh he'll be okay we'll take care of him and um, they don't at the end of the point uh, the point of the matter is they they don't take care of him at all dennis miller dies and this is what leads to davin's favorite scene of the film actually um it's hard to pick a favorite scene in a movie that didn't really have any oh, good scenes. I don't scenes. understand. You said he was going to be fine. He was fine. I know I did. I'm Tried sorry. The insulin caused no, his no, blood pressure. No, no, it's penicillin. He was on penicillin. Worst no, Dr. Champion was being held for the treatment of diabetes. No, he went into no, insulin. literally no. said penicillin earlier. No, he was not like a diabetic. Two days ago. He wasn't diabetic. No, he was He's like, you know what? Fuck the internet. Like, just like this. He's like, I've had enough. Of this internet. Internet. Enough of the internet. Fed enough internet. 
That's the symbolism there. He smashed the screen. Yeah, well, not her. Yeah, that was like the most cod lobby scene of the whole movie right there. She smashed her, uh, smashed the (laughs) screen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, Angela is ultimately forced to steal a car. Basically, that was my um, favorite scene because they, they killed Dennis Miller. <laughs> harsh. I mean, it was also my favorite scene because they killed Dennis Miller, but harsh. Um, so yeah, Angela ultimately steals a car, uh, and she's forced to steal a car and flee from the uh, LAPD. Um, but she's chased and arrested by California. Yeah, it's not Highway the Secret Patrol. Service. They're supposed nope. to deal with this type of thing. It turns out California Highway Patrol is more effective than the Secret Service at uh, the <laughs> capture Angela Marth Rooks Bennett um, and put her in jail. While in jail, waiting for trial, uh, she's on false That's charges. That's a great mugshot, yeah. Um, while she's waiting for her false charges. Uh, a man. Oh, actually, mugshots and that, sexy mugshot guy. Remember this, him? This was leading to my favorite scene of the film, uh, right here. Actually, it, it had the most like emotional weight uh-huh. to it. Is her it's trying me. to be like, everyone's dying around how, me. How you doing? You Nobody doing believes who I am. I can't find my FedEx guy to tell them who I am. Mom, you have a you've got Alzheimer's. Um, you remember me, right, Mom? You remember me, Mom? Mom? Sure do, Ruthie. This is not Sandra Bullock's um, best performance in a movie either, I'll tell you that much. What? This she's gonna go good. on the phone and I need for you to tell her that she's that on me, okay? Because she doesn't blame me. Can't you tell Can you tell her that? Like it's one of those cases like this scene, like yeah, I get it. It kinda Mom, you know, maybe no. drives home her isolation, but sometimes it's hard to to hit those emotions when you're not feeding off somebody else, right? I don't know if they had Dennis Miller cracking jokes on the other side of the phone there to try to try to help out with the uh, the mood or not. Yeah. So that was my favorite scene. I felt, yeah, as you said, it really drove home the stress that she's under. She's at her breaking point at this point, you know, um, and she's regaled to being a prisoner until you know she's not anymore uh ben from the fbi who's a friend of champions uh has pulled her out was bailing her out of jail uh which she's you know thankful for but not five minutes later while driving this guy has the most untrustworthy mustache of all time (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty untrustworthy um ben is ultimately an imposter he's not an fbi agent or he could be so she doesn't, you know, play any, plenty, she doesn't play any games. She pulls the wheel and gets his vehicle to crash directly in to the Devlin's vehicle. Devlin's car. <laughs> of all vehicles, of all places. But look, all right. If, if you, if you look at this, this screen grab you have right here, does this look like the same place that the scene in Hackers where they did the exchange took place? Oh yeah. You can see down the road with the smoke and stuff. Yeah. With like, and the road isn't cobbly stone enough. Yeah, it's not cobbly enough here, but it has the tracks in it though. The the cable mm. car tracks. The they're just tracks sharing sets the whole time they're producing these. This things. is what every street looked like in 1995. Actually, yeah, that's, that's why a, uh, every city had a had a dark street with train tracks. It'd be funny if you could just see Dade Murphy in the back just looking upset <laughs> himself. <laughs> they literally filmed it on the same day. Same time, yeah. 
couldn't so, share uh, set. Yeah, they, uh, they no, said we'll both she, film. When I was writing it, it's like the, uh, she kills the imposter with his own gun, but I was reading the scene, she doesn't. She just crashes the car and he ends up dying. Uh, well, I mean, he, he, he or he's knocked unconscious. I don't know if it's explicitly that he that he dies, but he gets knocked. I got you. Got to type quieter there, KH. Oh, that sorry, is like sorry, really sorry. coming through on your microphone. No way. Cracking away over there. Right uh, Cracky. It's an angry typer. Um, Devlin and he, he gets her or he gets him caught up on a bridge uh, and she basically hitchhikes her way to uh, the cathedral's office in San Francisco uh, after she finds some time to break away in a hotel a woman that has really no uh, no identification no ID no cards, how did she get in there no money Who let her in a motel not a hotel. I mean, does she have money though? Like, you gotta at least put a deposit down. Like, where's she getting the money? She got. She must have a little pocket money, doesn't she? No, no, no pocket money. Maybe she's been on the run this whole time. Did Did Alan give her some money? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Well, this is just after she got out of jail. Oh, Oh, right. (laughs) Well, they have to give her her belongings back once they let her out. Do they? So yeah, she's all over the news. She breaks uh, back into Cathedral's office in San Francisco, uh, where uh, she does a little, little, uh, almost Matrix esque walking through and avoiding, you know, agents and stuff. Uh, heads back to the, the desk where she finds uh, her doppelganger, a- uh, Angela or Ruth Angela Bennett Marks, uh, at the phone. <laughs> um, She's smart at least. It's like you, the only lead you have is like this lady answers the phone as you every time you call her, so you can get to her. That's a start. Yeah, and and she's in the office, so she's like, "Oh, I found her. Angel's nearby. She's told to be immediately killed." So uh, Ruth Angela Bennett Marks, you know, is looking around for Angela Ruth Marks Bennett. Uh, Angela Ruth Marks Bennett calls in the fire uh, tower and shuts the whole place down. A big fire alarm. They all go about their business. While that's happening, um, she's uncovering the plot by Greg Microsystems to sell gatekeeper organizations that have been sabotaged by the Praetorians. Uh, Angela downloads another uh, 3.5 inch disc and escapes just as the imposter realizes her presence. Um, Greg Jeff. Greg Jeff. Uh, this scene was ridiculous. I don't know why this fireman would like take his stuff off so she could toss it to the man. Like why is he, he popping he rises? Why is he popping a random <laughs> ceiling tile? Yeah. Like is is the water valve not on? Do you gotta turn it with a hand pump? Um I know the button for the yeah, fire alarm's up here she somewhere. She seals the hitman style uh, you know, fire department gear and heads out. Uh after Angela Downs the evidence back to her phone. Um Yeah, she Devlin and the Angela, sorry, the Ruth Angela Bennett Marks imposter. This is getting very. Using yourself, Mark. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Just pick one. Uh, they de- they decide to to chase her down to uh, the convention center, which I don't know if you guys have ever been to like a crazy large convention center like this, but this would take hours to find somebody if you don't know where you're looking for them. If well, same thing when you when. Lost. I mean, you you kind of glossed over the. Uh... The, like fairground thing or carnival or whatever too like he finds her in there oh, like the no problem ground. too yeah it's like well, just no, like no they didn't he didn't find her there no problem okay so what happened there <laughs> is she was gonna meet cyber bob at the pier for some oh, yeah, okay. but they sure, interrupted her message so he cut her off and yeah fair okay okay um but yeah so she escapes to the convention center um 
where she proceeds to implement she well one breaks the news to you know all the departments as attachments and proof and then she goes to destroy uh using the fleet 3.5 disc her all the data and stuff like that she puts in the red one where it's a virus and she convinces Devlin to press escape causing the virus to destroy all the information while that's happening she decides to run away no uh, my information not nuclear and coal. Oh no! What will we ever do with these? Without these? What's the other thing? What's the other thing? Uh, corrugation. It's about cardboard. <laughs> corrugation. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Devlin releases the virus in Greg's mainframe, destroying Gatekeeper and doing the erasing of uh, her identity. Uh, which I don't know how that works, but sure. Uh, apparently they just hit backslash Z on all of her, all of their uh, deleting of her identity. Um, and she's recovered that. Um, while there, that's happening, there's a whole fight scene on the catwalk where, uh, sorry, well, sorry. There's a scene where Devlin shoots the, the imposter Ruth Marks and he chases Angela onto the catwalk where basically, you know, she plays hide and go seek and fucking cracks him with a uh, fire hydrant. They, they uh, foreshadowed it in the movie. She's good at hitting people in the head with large uh, cylindrical objects. So, you know, she does it again. And also, <laughs> foreshadowed it with the fireman with no head. You don't see his head. And then she uses a fire hydrant to crack somebody in the head. You think, oh, wow. Wow. So a firefighter with no head and then a fire extinguisher making head contact. Yes. Think that, you think that was deliberate? That's your takeaway from this movie? <laughs> I think that's the smartest thing they put in this movie. <laughs> but then, like yeah, the classic, yeah, the classic. She doesn't kill him; the fall kills him, right? Like she yeah, didn't the fall do anything. Kills him. Angela ambushes Devlin with the fire extinguisher, causing him to fall to his death, which you yeah. know, is second degree murder. Um, uh, in the end, Angela ultimately regains her identity. He's gonna blame the poor fireman. Yeah. <laughs> These, these were backwards anyway. Uh, and well, that extinguisher's going to get charges first. Degree as she murder. watches her stuff get, you know, they get this nice, fun transition of flowers. And so it's all your identity, home and too. life. Um, she reunites with her mother, uh, who still does not remember her. Mm. Angela then goes mm. back to her old solitary life. Through a series of news reports, uh, the conspiracy is exposed, and Jeff Gregg is arrested by the FBI. Um, and that is the net, and they end with a little Praetorian symbol to make you think there could be more, Ooh. which will lead into my movie morsels. It's all real. It's all real. It all happened. Which performance would you guys hold up in this movie? For me, it was going to be at least Sandra Bullock. She held. Yeah, like I think Sam, like yeah. as as Sandra a lead, Bullock. she's in. Like ninety-seven percent of the scenes in this movie, or something, right? So, yeah. And she's she's solid. Like no issues with with her performance. It kind of felt like uh, you know Devlin, Jeremy Northman. There were there were parts of his performance that I was like, like it felt a little inconsistent. Like, like <laughs> so I don't mean I some decisions about Spike from Buffy. <laughs> he looked a lot like him. I had to think that a couple times too. But it was too early. Yeah. So I never really watched Buffy, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have made that connection. Um yeah, Aren't no, you I, I like very hot performance. She she um <laughs> the just uh, she played like sort of meek, um, knowledge, exhausted really well, and then her her sort of like I'm just 
somebody trying to survive to like get to that like point of like all right i'm tired she's of a good actress yeah she, like they, she they really owned it well i think it worked well because they, they didn't set her up as like a helpless like shut-in nerd type it set her up as more like a strong independent type who just sort of chose to kind of be that way it wasn't like she was you know, they didn't do that she removes her glasses and is suddenly beautiful type crap no, that they do no. with you know nerdy girls and a lot of shit it's just like no she no. just she just chooses to be this way and she has her she has her shit together she just kind of does things a little bit differently and, and yeah, I mean, I think yeah people were getting on her constantly even from yeah the yeah like yeah sometimes let's go means... to dinner no but yeah. how about dinner no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he dies and she's like i don't give a shit about you <laughs> yeah. was that the same guy yeah, it was the no. it was the guy who died in the plane crash who asked her to dinner a bunch of this, in the opening oh, yeah. scene, and he, she's like, "That was the same like, guy." She's like, "I have a yeah. standing offer," you know, because she goes and no, hangs out with her mom. Are you thinking of Dennis Miller and Ray McKinnon, or is that what you think no. was the same guy? Not Dennis Miller. No. No, and like the when she's on the phone at the beginning, the guy's like, "Hey, how about how about dinner?" She's like, "No, thanks. Yeah. How about dinner tomorrow night, the next night?" Yeah. And, and she like, nah, and she I, says, uh, "I have a standing. I don't do dinner those standing, nights. A standing arrangement." She says, and then it kind of cuts oh, yeah. to her hanging out with her mom. Yeah, it's that it's that guy who asks her about dinner. Oh, I didn't put that together. Hmm. Well, what about you, Chad? What about your performance that held up this movie? Uh, Dale, he died like a champ in that airplane. <laughs> he yeah, he exploded with the best. Oh, Dale, there it is. The oh, yeah. wide, the wide eyes before he, yeah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there, performance there was. of a lifetime. That's the performance of the Nailed movie, it. right there. It's like, dude, sure. we're gonna turn on some bright lights. Look scared. Yeah. Look how he played those flames. How he played those flames. Yeah, the, the flames. Setting aesthetic. Like, like I don't know how he didn't see the light in those towers, but. Uh, yeah, like nothing. Uh, the the setting of the aesthetic, I wouldn't. It's not boring. boring. It's genuine. It's the nineties. Yeah. It's yeah. ninety five. Like it's there's nothing about these. Like it's. You know, it could have been brighter in the darker scenes and stuff like that. But yeah. like it's. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's the lighting of this movie made me feel like it was an eighties movie. A little bit, yeah. It was yeah. it was that like bridge of like late eighties, early nineties lighting. Not quite a not quite a, like, they should a have known drama. better. But... Yeah. Not quite a B movie. No, like I think like the cinematography like holds up fairly well. Like they're you, you know, it, it doesn't yeah, like it's, TV it, movie, yeah. It's 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 not so obvious when it was made you know what i mean like there are some movies where yeah it's like either because of technological advances or like some technique advances where you're like oh shit this movie was made in like this three year window or something but you know this one other than the sort of the technology like featured in the film you know the the stuff you know how it was presented i feel like yeah it, Mozart's it, ghost. It, you know it it holds up in that way like yeah it's like okay this is like a movie from the 90s and there are certain aspects of it that it's like well yeah it's like maybe you know like gavin said kind of bland at times but it didn't that's not like i sometimes really like movies that are like hyper stylized and this movie was like the inverse of that like it was there was not you know it was about what was happening to to sandra bullock's character it wasn't it wasn't a artistic piece in sort of any other sense with um you know audio or visual design in any way hmm. yeah no, i just could have used surprise motherfucker
<laughs> a little more surprise. A little more surprise. Morsels for the net 1995. Um, so uh, the movie was left a little open ended, and they tried to capitalize on that open endedness in 1998. Net two? No way. No, the net, the American TV series, a one season, 22 episode uh, season of the net, based off of the film, the 1995 film. It happened or was gonna it happen? It's a thing. It's oh happened. my god. No, yeah, there's a there's a, there's one season that came out in 1998. There was like two 22 episodes. Just had wow. one season. But was Jeremy Renner was in that show. Oh my god! Oh, what? Wow. I did not know that. I didn't look that much into it. I was just like looking up other things. Um, oh. This isn't the only film. It's like a the net. Uh, there's a 1916 film called The Net, a 1923 film called The Net, a 1950 also about the internet called The Net, a 1975 film called The Net, and a 2016 film called The Net. None of them are actually about the internet. All of them are various uh, from about the traps. early ones dealing with like Not even uh, about nets infidelity and like relationships uh some of the like the 2050 ones are about uh heists and stuff like that the one that sounded the most interesting and davin you probably would be interested in checking this one the 2016 film the net is a south korean film uh about a north korean fisherman who's fishing and his net gets caught up in his his propeller blades sending him adrift to south korea where he's then captured and interrogated to see if he's some sort of like uh, spy for North Korea and stuff like that, and that's what that film's about. I want to see some dude get tortured to see if he was a spy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> some South North Korean, South Korean propaganda film. Uh, so it's the actual movie morsels for the film, aside from those those ones that were titled. Um, Angela's chat room contact Cyber Bob tells her about the Praetorians, an Illuminati s group, which he states has an affiliation with Wall Street. In reality, this is the name of an extremely private internet and corporate security company in Texas whose customers actually do include Wall Street. Um, uh, the game that Angela is playing or debugging at the beginning of the movie is the Apple version of Wolfenstein 3D from 1992. Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Stein. Was it Stein or was it Wolfenstein? Was Berenstain Bears or Berenstain Bears? You know what? The, don't get started on the Berenstain Bears because it's not even the. Yeah, because it's AI is how it is actually spelled, right? Yeah, I know. People so were just dyslexic so they thought it was Berenstain. on the Atari Jaguar and the 3DO. Um, at the beach scene, the book she's reading is Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Um, the TV news report about Bergstrom's suicide is presented it's by... It's more Gabriel romantic Shore. than cholera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Bergstrom's Suicide is presented by Daniel Shore, a career journalist who is best known for his years as a reporter for CBS News. Two years after the net, he also played a news reporter in The Game, 1997, uh, also written by John Bracado and Michael Ferris, and three years after that in The Siege in 1998. So it's a CBS connection from our last episode about TV. Um, and the final movie morsel, Dr. Chap Champion, I almost said chaplain. Dr. Champion Champion. says that two teenagers broke into an Atlanta computer system to write Brave Suck in 1995. The year this film was released, the Atlanta Braves definitely did not suck. In fact, they won the World Series. 
Just a spite. Yeah. It was a spite. It's a spite. spite of the film. The film that was released on July 28th, 1995, with a runtime of 115 minutes, a budget of $22 million, and a box office of $110.6 million. This movie was a fucking smash hit in 95. Wow. Those were a really long 115 minutes. All right, um, rewatchability. For me, no. Too long and boring. Uh, I, I could probably rewatch that again. I mean, sure, it's like an okay movie, but there's nothing in that movie that I'm like, I want to rewatch that because either I thought it was really cool or I thought it was slick or there's like some detail I want to see if I pick up on. Like, there wasn't, there weren't any scenes that made me feel like, like it was very neutral throughout as far as my kind of emotional state. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, like there wouldn't be any reason to to rewatch it. There wasn't anything that I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that was so cool. It's like, okay, that was that was one of the movies that was made. <laughs> likable characters you want to visit it's again. A really good time capsule for like showing technology at the time. Yeah. Yeah, Better so. than hackers in that regard. Hacking and computer operation. It wasn't just like 3D fucking camera mazes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think if you pay attention to like, you know, the, the strings of text she puts in, like the only one I was able to really pick up on is like, you know, doing like who is commands and stuff. Like, yeah, like she's doing actual, like actual DOS commands and, and you know, not just, uh, yeah, not just... <laughs> crazy graphics yeah i knew the 3d camera mazes weren't gonna take off yeah i mean i was intrigued by those i don't know when it came out but like <laughs> another one that was like really bad was like lawnmower man when did that oh yeah lawnmower man <laughs> might was, end up on this show 90, at some point too. That, that johnny movie's... mnemonic another one remember Oh yeah! Oh man, Johnny! I love Johnny Demonic. <laughs> I would have swapped out the net for Johnny Demonic. Like, that's that's. Oh, really is it an internet movie? It's not really an internet movie, Johnny. No, Demonic. Matrix. Yeah, it is. Kind yeah, of... he goes on the internet. How about you, uh, Chow? Rewatch this movie? I'd be okay if I never saw it again. Yeah, it it just felt like and something like I watched a million times. Like I probably yeah. watched it once when I was little when it first came out, and I I thought it was good. So I was pretty excited to rewatch it for this, and uh, kind of like Davin, I was, felt a little deflated. You were thinking it was the Fugitive starring Harrison Ford. Oh God, which I is basically it. also this movie. This feels just like this movie. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Yeah, it's just it's a movie about someone who's been wronged and being chased by the wrong people and trying to prove their innocence, right? Like we've we've seen that movie a bunch I, of times i do like the premise though because i i like to think about what i would have done if this happened to me mm. and i for sure just would have died yeah just, he's still stuck very <laughs> early on you would, you, you would have been murdered by the real estate agent in your house and just yeah, like, watched your be murdered this by movie the guy who's long. i want to watch yeah. your movie <laughs> it'd be very mm -hmm. short yeah exactly perfect or does it hold up for me? No. I was so bored. I thought I was going to like it. Sandra Bullock and some intrigue and some internet hacking and stuff. But no. I had to try to watch this movie so many times. God, it's like I say, I was surprised. This was the one I thought I was going to love. 
I'm surprised too. I thought this was gonna be one I fucking hated, and you don't like it. I don't understand. This was a really well balanced film. Maybe apparently it was too balanced. It was too bland. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like it's just there. I could watch fifty other movies that are basically like the same plot, you know. Like, and I don't usually watch those movies. So, again, for for my tastes, yeah, it's one that. Uh, like, I mean, I guess in a way it does hold up because that's you know a story that some people find compelling. You know, like average well, average person loses their life and has to. Get it back it's basically you know a whole there's a whole bunch of like revenge type movies that follow that same premise like if she yes, started fact, she started gung fuing a bunch of people this one <laughs> yeah, yeah right? we watched the same film in guns akimbo which is you know the next film we're gonna be watching <laughs> we'll talk about guns akimbo here in a second we'll talk about guns akimbo. all right did we all answer the hold up question yes pretty much out yeah I, I, I think knows. I, no, well, I think, Murphy. The I have to did. agree with the call. I think it, in a, in a way, it does hold up. I think so you could. Did you guys all switch your votes? Is this hold three hold ups and one no hold up? Yeah, I think it holds up. Oh wow! There you go. Like, like I said, I, 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 don't, I don't personally enjoy the movie, but I think it does hold up because the okay. the story that it, it's just one of these like B minus movies that you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where that's what it it wasn't intending to be, right? But I'm not saying it's like a B movie in the way we think of B movies, but like in the way that it's you know solid but not remarkable in any way. But it's because it's not remarkable that I wouldn't watch it, but it's certainly I I can't fault it. It's just not not one that you know really does anything for me. What is your wife going to say about your comments here? Oh, she already knows. She's she's already threatened various levels of divorce because I I don't share her passion for this movie. She actually you said told, you she actually said up. she said I want them to replace you with me for talking about the net, even though I don't know any of these people except I, for Andrew. She, I, like I said, bring her on. You should have brought her on. <laughs> yeah. Take her. Right. Come here. Well, we've added it to the B movie uh, section. <laughs> um, we all said we all said hackers is uh, not a hold up, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 put into still the, the best of these three categories. Movies. Yes, it's still it's the best of these three <laughs> movies, but it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about what I think is the best of these three movies. Surprisingly, oh over here in in theater three, Guns Akimbo. Starring from or from 2020, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Samara Weaving, Ned Dennehy, and Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Directed by Jason Lee Howden. So uh, that's what we got here. Want to hit us with a trailer there, Murphy? Sure. For this gem of a film. Theater <laughs> Banner. Trying to kill me! Please! Go drive now! I'm Miles. And this day of my life. Another schism. 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 Schism picked random psychos and criminals and made them fight each other to the death. No, I see they spelled it wrong. Because they don't you know how to actually say it. Definitely not schism. Like schedule. You scared yet? Welcome 
to schism. Yeah, see, I saw this trailer, I'm like, I'm gonna hate this movie, but I didn't. They have my this is a fun romp. And some psycho is trying to kill me. I'm not a fighter, I'm a nobody. Hey, 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 I need help! It's one thing to say you can't face violence, but when it faces you, you better be ready. When the shit goes down, you better be ready. You better be ready! Right, yeah. Yeah, I love that scene so much too. Oh my god, we are different species, no, baby. <laughs> I don't, I don't get how you can like this movie but not Atomic Blonde. I was very oh, I'll explain you. I'll explain you. This is the movie you saw when you watched Atomic Blonde. I was like, no. oh, this is the fucking kids' the car, um, music video you. fest that he was Thank talking about much. when Sorry. berating Atomic Blonde. This oh, is what he was talking is... about. I get no. it. He won't like this movie. Surely he won't like this movie. And what is he fucking telling me? <laughs> you see, I'll explain it all. Your head makes it look good. Clumsy. Is... Yes. <sighs> Did I win? Okay, so here you go, Murphy. This movie was funny. This movie made me laugh out loud a bunch of times. Oh, what? Atomic Blondes was just super boring. Like, yeah, Charlize Theron's pretty, but it was just glamour shots of her for like an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes. And it, it offered me nothing. It was even in a, like a historical setting, which normally interests me. And this one is like shouldn't have interested me at all. It's about internet culture and things I don't like. But like it was talking about that. It was like hanging a lantern on all that bullshit. Like I don't like about Twitter and TikTok and all this shit. And it was pointing it out and not subtly. So, and uh, excuse me. And uh, it was hilarious. Like I say, this movie and the action was interesting. It was colorful. I like this movie. This movie was my favorite of the three. I, don't, I don't enjoyed myself all, the entire time. The it was a little long. I, I I think it could have been an hour-long uh, Black Mirror episode. <laughs> that would have been far more entertaining. Like, okay, one, the reason I picked this episode is a friend of mine has raved about this movie about to me since it came out. She saw it at TIFF, and she was like the biggest fan of this film. So I was like, okay, this seems like a good, good reason movie. to watch this film. A good friend. Um, yeah, and you know what? Like, it, it fits in the internet category perfectly. Like I said, it's a combination of the previous two films. But I, I did not enjoy watching this film. The, no. the, the action was stupidly cartoonish. The camera angles, there's so many forced perspectives and barrel rolls. I thought the, yes, I was like, I, oh man, I was like, is this is this the director's signature move, the friggin' barrel roll shot? Because it happened getting, so like, many times. Dizzy and like grossed out by some of like the, the camera movements that were, there was breaking of 180. There was so much wrong with this film that I just couldn't enjoy myself watching. There was a couple of funny... I don't even know if there was a couple of funny scenes. Like, no, there was. There was a, a there couple was. of funny scenes. There was it one was scene quite that, funny. I, that, I, that I chose that I hold up because just the way it was delivered. But, like, ultimately, I did not enjoy this movie. And I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't get it. How did you... How did you like this, but you didn't like Atomic Blonde, which is... It's, I don't, like I don't see why you relate those two films. 
No, it's a boring version of what this is. Atomic Blonde had a, an unlikable lead character. This movie had a very likable lead char- character. Daniel Radcliffe was very good in this. Like, you root for him. Like, that's why, like, the, the whole point of the movie, the too. The internet Nyx starts to like root for him, too. was chalkboard to me. I didn't, un- like, she was so... Yeah, I didn't care about Nyx. <laughs> but she was just, like, there to try to kill him. Like, But she was also, like, an integral part of the plot, as we're going to about to get into here. But yeah, Just, but before we She's do that, favorite, Andrew Kyle, what were still better than Atomic Blonde before him and I get yeah. into this, this cartoonish debate? No, like this yeah. movie just it it exhausted me so fast. If I if I was not uh, watching it to comment on it for this, uh, I would have probably turned it off about twenty five minutes in because it was just. <laughs> Like, and I'm someone who typically will gravitate towards movies that are a bit like stylized and maybe a little like sometimes over the top, but I just felt like this, it, it missed the mark everywhere. It tried to do that. Like Has anybody here seen Hobo with a shotgun. Yes. I have not actually watched that. Okay. If you ever see that movie, like Andrew, you have it, it, gave me that vibe that sort of lampoonish violence but it was <laughs> dialed up a couple notches more yeah to, to like a degree that i did not enjoy the like the the the, the 3d like uh, not even 3d it's just the, the clearly like after effects blood spatters and well stuff there's like there's a certain like, amount of yeah there's a certain amount of like gratuity that when you make it too gratuitous, it's like, well, now it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't mind a little bit of like ultra violence in my movies if it like means something. But in this movie, it's like they do the the two sort of scenes where they introduce Nick's, like the one in the cars and another one where she's just shooting up people in some warehouse or whatever. And it's just like, okay, like, yeah, it's just like I think it, they could have cut thirty minutes of that stuff out of it. Well, the the final shootout I think runs for like eighteen minutes or something stupid, like in the last scene where they're going, and it's like this mm. this did not need to be this long because it's Listen, literally just like Listen, Linda. The the guy, the director Listen, had like Linda. his checklist of like he had his checklist yeah. of here are cool scenes uh, I want to Mix's put in warehouse movie. shootout scene is awesome because there's a, a quick little scene in there where she unloads a couple bullets in some guy's ass and then continues to shoot him oh. in the head afterwards. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, let's get into See, the to me, awesome this movie was the most and, accurate and least sci-fi of all these three movies we watched. I, I'm definitely on Team Davin on this one. I went into this like yeah. with zero expectations. It's it's actually a the first of the three movies that I had to rewatch out of these ones. Oh, this is my first time seeing it. Yeah, and I just went into. I remember seeing the cover for it and not thinking anything of it. Like I'll never watch this movie, and the only reason I watched it was for this. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I had yeah. fun. Well, everyone's seen like the Daniel Radcliffe memes, right? Like the that came from this yeah. movie, with him holding his hands yeah. up there at the, you know, in his robe and looking like. Yeah looking like an idiot and, and i think some of the action scenes were you know it's gratuitous it's supposed to be kind of like a video game right i mean that's the whole point of it it's like a real life yeah you said it, no i'm sure i could appreciate that yeah it just it just did, missed the it's, mark for me it just wasn't it's supposed uh, to be silly yeah i guess yeah i think they, the thing is they were just 
they they couldn't find the balance between silly and yeah. like because it's a comedy, right? It's not like a, like a thriller. <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy. That's or, what I like. That's, that's it for me. Like it just yeah didn't hit the right balance for me. Yeah. I watched right, two so... boring movies and then this one, and I was like, ah, finally I can like enjoy myself <laughs> a little bit. So Guns Akimbo from 2020, the film uh, opens up with uh, our, our main antagonist, uh, Skizzlin here, uh, opening with like a dialogue scene. It, this is going to be a quick it. breakdown, likely, because there's not a big plot here. It's just, like, there's not. I, there's, unless you're going to really describe not. the fight scenes. Um, <laughs> my question yeah, in the there first was a scene, roll. My, my question so, in the first scene is how can she see because she has like her hood over her eyes while they're driving? <laughs> yeah, like very limited vision. I, I kind of like I skipped past all that for time's sake. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe plays a role of Miles Lee Harris, a computer programmer who enjoys trolling online trolls. Uh, it's uh, He basically lives a, a, at home, does nothing lifestyle and works for a really shitty computer game company. Uh, it's when he bus two. viewers, huh? Not bus two. Not yeah. bus two. Um, he takes. You know that takes... some of the comments like that constantly pop up in this movie that people are like writing on the chat boards or whatever are actually really funny. Yeah, it's it's a very excellent like farce of what the internet is and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, when when Miles insults viewers who turn murder into entertainment on the form of an underground fight club and criminal organization known as Schism. Uh, Richter, played by Ned Dennehy, uh, is the kingpin and psychopath who runs Schism. Um, sorry. Uh, he uh, eventually breaks into Miles' apartment because uh, Miles basically says shoots his fucking mouth off. And uh, go back to that last one, like two, like three shots ago. Or it's like that big, yeah. There, see, like the chaos. Yeah, there was there was a lot of just like some of that stuff was pretty funny. Like, the the one line he says in this that's not the best that example. I I I I've found kind of funny is he's like he's like in everyday life I'm just a loser, but behind a keyboard I'm a motherfucking assassin or some bullshit like that, and he's just trolling people, and it's just like <laughs> he thinks he's the baddest ass of the world, and it's just okay, yeah, you got to chuckle out of me for that. You it's know. like, yeah, get mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Schism na- narrows in on him, and uh, they eventually break into his apartment with his henchmen, uh, which leads to, real early, the one scene for me that holds up. Now you busy little hands. They need to be done less. No, 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 no. Please don't smash my hands. No, no, I really like using them. Now nah, relax, Mods. We didn't come here to smash your hands. Why did you tell me to bring the hand smashing hammer then? <laughs> Why did you tell hand smashing hammer? Uh, that character was probably the funniest in my whole, like, experience of watching this film. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they basically knock him out and drug him. I need to remember. Uh, oh yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, they drug him and basically uh, install with very big drills a couple guns in his hands, which leads to uh, I believe this is Andrew's pick or Kyle's yep. pick. Andrew, yeah, this is your pick for the scene that holds up. <laughs> I feel like 
you know how painful that would be? Oh, oh, yeah. ridiculous. But the thing that really doesn't make sense is he has a ball through his index finger. How the hell are you gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> Like the pain would be so insane, yeah. you wouldn't be able so to like, do anything. Yeah. So yeah. that scene ends pretty shortly, but it's like the whole sequence of him like trying to deal with having guns for hands. It's like <laughs> trying to take a piss and shit. Yeah, I just feel like that's everything like, I just... would do. <laughs> trying to pick up the phone, <laughs> trying to turn a doorknob. That's what he does. Make a sandwich on pants. <laughs> yeah. I felt like as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, like I could predict all the other like comedy scenes of him trying to interact with shit with his with his gun hands and they all happened at some point in the movie. <laughs> they all happened like, within the first like five They were still funny. Most, most of them happened, yeah, most of them happened in that scene and the ones that didn't happen in that movie. It's like <laughs> fuck sakes. Um so yeah, yeah Miles picked uh, all the low hanging guns. Food. Miles wakes up with guns bolted to into both of his hands and he learns that he has been forced to participate in schism and is being pitted against Nix played by Samara Weaving. Uh, the game's deadliest and craziest killer, which are then introduced to a scene of Nyx uh, doing cocaine off of guns with guns uh, and proceeding to go through this warehouse of barrel rolls and flippy shit, and this is where I started tuning out. I couldn't handle yeah. this entire action scene. It was so terribly filmed that I was just like, oh, this is painful. This is making me actually physically sick. And like the, the, her like sparkly power up with the cocaine and it was like what are we trying to be yeah are we the 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 scott pilgrim of gun shooting movies is this what this is supposed to be <laughs> this is way better than scott pilgrim all right i'm leaving shut your lips I don't, bye, I don't know bye Devin. see you buddy i'm leaving now see ya <laughs> i know i'm like the only person that doesn't like that movie but i find it terrible it's just like women are a prize to be won in like on an xbox game anyway um, so yeah, we get the scene where Nick, you know, Nix is told to, she goes to Miles, she just walks into a police station and like accesses their database to find out where Miles is. And yeah, then we get the P scene where he's trying to handle his, his junk and it gets all floppy, floppy dangles on him. Um, we won't be showing that for terms of service reasons. He's trying to pull it on the pants. While he's doing all this, uh, you know, Miles just before he leaves comes across Nix with a, a fucking dollar bill her nose. Um, she's intending to kill him and he wants to, to reason with her. Uh, Miles distracts her with a little Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, I will say this movie's uh, pretty much only good when Daniel Radcliffe's on screen. Yeah. But that isn't a lot of it, if not most of it. Um, so she shoots up his apartment, causing him to escape to the park where, uh, he meets up with his ex-girlfriend Nova Alexander, played by Natasha Liu Bordizio. Uh... You know, um, she's pretty weirded out by this whole situation. He's being very crackheadish and all that stuff. Um, and he dips out. Uh, where <laughs> she when he meets goes the off, Aussie guy. Where she goes off to 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 break it to the cops. Uh, no reports the situation to Detective Graves, played by Grant Baller, and his partner Stanton, played by Edwin Wright. Uh, uh, that uh, hack Nova's phone to track uh, Miles. Mm. Miles uh, gets help from a uh, temporary vagrant uh, named Glenjamin, played by the legendary Reese Darby. I just love that his name's Glenjamin. Glenjamin, yeah. Or I believe we get uh, everything Kyle, about this guy is Kyle great. Scene here. Yeah. No, this is my pick. 
Wasn't it? No, this is Kyle's. Your pick is actually shortly after this. Well, the angle's all wrong. You won't hit your brain. You'll just end up blowing your damn face off. Oh. Okay, thanks. And then you'll still be depressed. Even more depressed, probably, because of your fucked up face. Go and dangle it right to the rear base of the head. You put Restarby in anything and he wins every time. That's basically why I had to pick this. Trying to be helpful, man. Trying to be helpful, man. The. The other thing, so two reasons, so just, yeah, Reese Darby, love him. Um, like, this movie was filmed in New Zealand. It features oh. a lot of New Zealand cast. And, like, with him, it's just, like, he's just, like, I'm not doing an accent. <laughs> he's just, like, he's, like, if you want me in your movie, I'm just doing my normal fucking voice. It just, like... I I always feel like he's a very underrated comedic actor, and I feel like he maybe doesn't get a lot of roles because I mean, if if you ever watch Flight of the Concords and like the first episode of Flight of the Concords, he tries to like tone down his accent, and it fails so bad that like they just forget that that ever happened for the rest of the show, and he did just let him use his normal voice. Just stand out uh, yeah. So yeah, he just as soon as I saw him, I I didn't get a little smile on my face. I'm like, all right, like. I, I like I like him. He uh, you know the, that scene and just just the way and like just the crazy look he holds in his eyes in that scene. It's just like yeah, he, he it's, looks it's uh, a beaming life raft of entertainment in this movie for me. Yeah, as well. yeah, um, he's very funny. It leads to Davin's favorite scene because they're almost part of the same thing. Uh, hey, you don't have anything to eat, do you? Oh, God, yeah. oh, let's have a look at the pantry. Look at the pantry. Half a cold hot dog. Um, you, you don't have a vegetarian option, do you? So, you don't believe in, uh, violence or eating meat? I don't like, uh, contributing to the, the suffering in the world, I guess. Well, that's a great philosophy, man, but most people in the world, they just eat whatever they can get. So, yeah, you to eat that mustard cold hot dog that's been sitting yeah. there for eight months, um, and chokes it down because, you know... See, like, at, at what point, though, like, once it's on the ground, like, I would just go face first and eat it off the ground. <laughs> like, why are you trying to yeah, pick it yeah. up? <laughs> like, just go and just, <laughs> just, just get down there and get that thing in your mouth and start eating it. Like, and again, this was like, when he gets the gun hands, I'm like, oh, there's going to be trying to eat seed. And so when that, like, I rolled my eyes a little bit, because I'm like, yeah, okay. They, they put the getting pants on and, uh, you know, trying to eat food kind of at the at the same time even though they kind of doubled down on the getting pants on thing it was just like yeah all right like i get it he, he can't do it because he has gun hands ha 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 ha, ha, ha. i mean but would you just ignore all that though i mean that's that's whole like the whole crux of this movie's got guns yeah like again like i feel like yeah he has it was... to do all those things it was a it was a it was a fifty minute movie that they padded with like a ridiculous amount oh, yeah. of action scenes. Yeah, yeah it's a Black Mirror episode. Every single one of these movies tonight would have been better. It's just fifty minutes. Black <laughs> an, episode, an episode, an episode but, of Black Mirror or The Outer Limits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the only reason I picked that scene is it's kind of like a self realization moment for the character because he's like, I just don't like to add to the suffering and the shit in the world. It's just like, dude, you just go home and troll people to make them angry on the internet <laughs> like that's literally all you do is add to the shit in the world like so right. you know this movie like i love how it's just poking at all the things i don't like about the internet and 
Yeah, this is a good movie. Kitty Foreman once said, the internet just sounds like two crazy voices screaming at each other. (laughs) So Um, does this podcast oftentimes. uh, Too often. Um, So to get back into it, uh, Miles uh, heads back to his office where he works. So his friend Hadley, played by Milo Cawthorn, uh, can hack uh, the skin tracking malware on his phone. Uh, while doing that, uh, Xander, his boss, gives him some trouble, but Miles finally gets assertive with his continually condescending boss, Xander, only to have Nick show up and begin shooting up the office and killing Xander, giving him a, a, a nice facial. Uh, Miles Took it ultimately, like a champ. Yeah, just like a gym. <laughs> um, Miles ultimately escapes in a stolen car while Nick chases him down on a motorbike, uh, following a face-off where he again fails to reason with Nick's. Um, this time, Miles calls Nova, but sees Richter kidnapping her. Uh, after his little showdown with Nick, she gets firebombed and is very shocked and awed by all that. Um, but yeah. She has uh, issues Miles, with fire. Yeah. She's a nice Nova. person. She has her hound moment. Yeah. Uh, he sees Richter kidnapping his, his ex-girlfriend. Um, and he's told he's basically, you know, start, you know, stop running and start acting. This leads to uh, yet uh, after after this, it leads to yet another shootout, but albeit a hilarious setup where he just kind of drifts across this gang doing some yeah. sort of gun deal. Or this, drug this, deal. Scene, this scene was completely pointless. Like, this scene was hilarious, too. Like, what's funny. your fucking problem? He's just like, I ain't got scenes. no problem. They, they literally could have removed this scene <laughs> from the movie, and the movie is exactly the same. Yeah, because she like, shows funny. up with a, a fucking minigun on top yeah. of a stack of cars like that wouldn't be hard to get up with and just starts shooting everybody but missing people at the same time which like that thing would have mowed them all down in five seconds or oh less. yeah well we can we can talk about how like in you know when it shows her going through the warehouse she has a hundred percent accuracy rate and yet never manages to hit the you know main character of the movie with probably combined like 700 rounds by the that's time probably right? my biggest gripe <laughs> she's the, the best player in this game she kills a guy doing a 180 in a car yeah one shot can't, can't hit yet, this can't hit this yet. mobile dev nerd yeah. wearing tiger should have addressed it earlier they address it eventually because i'm i was like that too i'm like how does this guy not get killed yet but then they like put like armor on him and shit but maybe that she plays to the game ever think about that like she and... knows this guy's not a threat so maybe, maybe she's just yeah. messing around like a complete psychopath that she is. And it clicks, and the, which the is why she doesn't the... mow everyone down in this scene because she's just having fun. Yeah, true. that's true. She's I think you're onto something. For fun. I think it's just bad. <laughs> or that. that's too. Or just a bad. Um, so during this, the police arrive and arrest. Miles. It's good or it's uh, bad. <laughs> this scene went by very quickly. We're we're being introduced to uh, the fact that you know, uh, degree. Well, wait a sec. Actually... Go go back. Go back one slide here. Now go back like five or six more slides to the last time he's looking at his phone. Oh. It's still it said fifty one percent, and it's the same time. Fifty one percent. Nine twenty eight. No, the okay, you're yeah. Don't. This and is this just one's nine twenty eight. Slide. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that, that's a part of the <laughs> you're, you're pointing out discrepancies that are clearly my error. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is your Lord Nikon over movie here. Hold up. I mean, I got attention to. Uh, nobody can ever claim that I don't have attention to detail. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, we get this scene where the cops capture Miles, um, and DeGraves breaks down how he's been running a, 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 a basically a RICO operation on Schism, and how they uh, killed his wife and tried to kill his daughter, who turns out to be Nix. Um, and during this whole scene, uh, that's when Stan pulls the gun on DeGraves and kills him immediately, which is just like, okay, so... What what was the point? You know, like there was just was so random. It was just a random thing. More brains on on his face. Like it felt like the same scene I watched earlier. Um, He's gonna miss the taste of brains when it's gone. He's getting a lot of exposure. <laughs> you never you never quite know you're gonna miss the taste of brains. Uh, Stanton plays a video message uh, in which Richter explains that Miles has thirty minutes to kill Nix or else that he will kill Nova. So we're ramping up to the final end. Miles manages to secure, secretly meet with Nix and tells her that... Except that 30 works. minutes is probably like 45 minutes in this movie, but... <laughs> yeah. That's true. To yeah, secretly meet with Nix and tells her that Richter murdered her father and kidnapped his ex-girlfriend. Uh, in her rage and desire for revenge, uh, Nix agrees to the plan where they successfully stage a scene for Schism's broadcast camera drones. And she seemingly guns down Miles about five times. Is actually wearing a bulletproof vest. He removed from the graves. He tried to stress the fact that he only needed to be shot once, but she's you know crazy and shoots him several times. Um, they have their little puffer and cocaine scene before you know they knock on the door to have a dude open up, and he just ganks him in the head. Um, and this is where we proceed to get like a twenty-minute like yeah. Now he's, an, he's very suddenly an ice cold killer. Yeah, he's, yeah. Suddenly, he's suddenly got accuracy. He couldn't shoot the gun fucking 40 minutes ago and she had to give him tips and now he can like hit everybody and he's pirouetting and shooting up and yeah. down and all around. She, she gave all him experience, Murphy. He's, yeah, she, he her, she gave him one tip about how to hold his arm and now, he, yeah, now he's, he's an one ice tip cold and he's John Wick all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so does, yeah, it, wait, uh, does it actually show his bullets hitting people? Maybe he's just firing his guns, it's like completely whiffing. He could be. I think he he definitely <laughs> hit a few people. Like there was the guy at the door and stuff like that. But yeah, like who is he shooting at the ceiling there? Like what? He just looked shooting straight up. Above. No one's yeah, standing right. straight above him. He just got caught up in the moment. He's just doing a pose. <laughs> So yeah, the the world's watching somehow. He's watching on his broken TV and like reacting. No, he's he's, he's really not confusing. though. It actually shows it shows that he doesn't have anything on the screen. Yeah, which they should have ended there, but they go back to him later on. Like he's still <laughs> reacting and watching to the events, and it was just like, what the yeah, fuck? he says a shitty volume. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he he's like, this you great suck movie. for watching this. You're a part of the problem. These two flirt over the shotgun, and then you get this fight scene where she tries to catch a knife and loses her fingers, and she's like, that just made Friday nights really fucking lonely, which I thought was a funny joke. Um, mm. She eventually, you know, goes all out, kills them all, and blows herself up, committing suicide, taking out the rest of Richter's men. Yeah, another again. There's like 40 dudes in this you know, area, and she's just oh, running straight, and she doesn't take... She's running straight at them. Not one of them has stopped she's... her by shooting her in the leg or the head. They're, like, winging her arm. Yeah, shooting her, though. She's just going... Yeah, she's well, getting going her, But, like, they're not, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not shooting her to stop her. They're yeah. winging her. She should have fell down well before she got to her, you know, intended yeah. position. Okay. Down, you don't understand you know. how the internet just, works. Just down. Just down. <laughs> Is it, I mean, what would you say is, like, bad about, like, 
Commando. Ever watch Commando? Oh, those movies, the Commando's dumb. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she sacrifices yeah, her name. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, hold up. When Arnold, when Amanda. Arnold, when Arnold just hip fires and takes out seventy dudes, that's yeah, and, and he does the exact opposite of using cover. He pops out of cover. Yeah, no, that's you fire that's, from that's, his hip. It's the stupidest shit ever. But it's awesome. <laughs> and that's what this is. That's what this is. You want this to be realistic? No. No. He's got guns strapped to his hands in a way that would be so painful. He would just be unconscious. Yeah, what am I expecting from a movie where the premise is a guy has guns strapped to his hands? Yes. It, it, it blew my expectations out of the water. I expected less you're than in the, You're in the wrong headspace. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, so, yeah, uh, we get the scene where they, the, the vest blows up and we lose all of Richter's men. We then get a scene where Richter executes Stanton uh, while making his way to the rooftop with Nova leaving marker trails on the wall to the roof. Miles follows the trail uh, and charges at Richter. Um, they have a little standoff and a bit of shooty shoot. Um, the crowd's watching. They're really intense. The volume's shitty. Um, <laughs> Just like that face in. right there, like that that face with for Reese Darby. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's just. That, that's the only redeeming every penny thing of this paid. movie to me. Yeah. Well, that's the price of admission right there for sure. <laughs> so yeah, Miles starts. Uh, Miles basically goes after Richter. They have a face-off. He pushes Richter off the building, and he falls to his death, uh, much to the delight of everybody watching. Miles wins schism. He, uh, he hits the ground and he gets to embrace with the girlfriend. Oops, no, actually, he's just passing out through massive blood loss and he was imagining a romantic reunion with Nova, who actually becomes frightened and goes into shock after seeing what Miles is turning into in the end. Everybody is a solemn and they stop watching. The live stream has ended. But it actually hasn't. No, no, nay, nay. We get a cliffhanger yeah, yeah. where Daniel Radcliffe is reading his Guns Akimbo comic that his ex-girlfriend finally started writing. Um, and his hands are no longer balled to the guns that he's willingly holding. For he is now Harry Wick Potter. Uh, and he's going to go mm-hmm. shut down the global organization that is Schism with his puffer in hand. You are and, killer, Harry. A nod and a wave. You're a killer, Harry. <laughs> You're a killer, Harry. That's the end of fucking Guns Bloody Akimbo. Alright, well the performance it's gotta be it's gotta be Rice Darby. Oh yeah. Is the performance if for that's, me. If that's not uh, across yeah. the board here, are we like Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> like do, like does it does it qualify as a cameo? Is he like Big enough that that's like a cameo role. No, because I guess it's multiple scenes, so it's not a cameo. Mm-hmm. No, but like it just, yeah. yeah, it's just like unhinged and stupid. He's even in like the final scene, like these gifts one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. He's a big yeah, part he's, of the movie. He's part of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah like that. Uh, that would yeah, be. The... I would say Darby's holds up for sure. But you know what? Honestly, Red Daniel very good, though. Daniel Radcliffe really holds the movie together like he holds the guns like it's any parties in it, 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 you know it keeps it going like he definitely acted his ass off and did a really oh. good job well, it feels... the whole movie was very sloppily bolted together such a no daniel radcliffe yeah like it still feels like in some ways i know this movie is like a couple years old now like he's he's trying to put himself as far from 
Harry Potter verse as much as he can, and he's. You guys see that one where he's in the jungle? That was a good one. He's done a lot of weird roles. The jungle. Yeah, he's like lost in the jungle. Is he bald? It's like a true story about some other guy who got lost in the jungle. No, it's that movie where he's bald. The one where he's a corpse. <laughs> yeah, the one where he's a corpse with uh, Paul Dano, and uh, yeah, he literally and yeah, he turns he uses him as a boat because when his body starts farting, he oh man, so that movie is pretty pretty bad, but. It was you said jungle, and you guys are all like jungle. jungle. You guys like the boat is a corpse, and it's just like, yeah, oh yeah, boat corpse. What's the what's that what's that one called? <laughs> no, the movie's the one you're talking internet. about. See, the world is the guns akimbo. The one you're talking Call about Swiss, Swiss Army Man is the one where he's, he's the corpse. Swiss Army Man. That's the Swiss Army Man. Which performance would you hold up, chap? Uh, I mean I think it's unanimous across the board. It's a no brainer. Derby. Yeah. Old Derby. Setting aesthetic, it's crazy, but it didn't bore me like Atomic Blonde. It didn't bore me like The Net. It didn't confuse me like The Hackers. <laughs> You're uh, confused yeah, about Hackers. I liked it fine. Um, well, no, just like how nothing makes sense. Like nothing, nothing, nothing in their perception of what the internet looks like makes any sense at all. Like their little towers of green lights or letters. And yeah, like it's just like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Like I. At least I know what I'm looking at in this. this what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> what? How many times have we got to barrel roll your camera? Like, where's the action? <laughs> I, I literally to, like wrote that down. Track somebody's head comments, and then like... force the entire frame on their head and then pull it out instead of just like simply shooting in a way that didn't have to digitize every camera movement to a sickening degree. I did not enjoy this movie. So, yeah, I think like overall setting aesthetic made it's. It's weird because like it would almost my comments would almost mirror what I say for like hackers and that it's like they went for a particular style and it's like it's either for you or it's not right and if you watch this movie in ten or fifteen years you're either gonna immediately be like oh shit this is like so cool and you know different than other movies I'm used to watching or you're gonna be like okay like this is somebody's fever dream that they turned into a movie. And it's not. Oh, that's called Southland Tales, and we covered it on this movie as well. <laughs> Southland Tales. Yeah, it's much better. Uh, that's the worst movie. movie I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Southland Tales is a masterpiece. You, you downgraded it to a C movie, Murphy. It Only ain't no because masterpiece. you 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 finagled your way into making me downgrade it into a C movie, but my heart still holds true. Convinced. It's a B movie. Convinced is the word, not finagled. I don't know, um, like, what is the cast of Southland Hills? Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Sean Rock, Williams. Yeah, Spencer. exactly. Oh, it's an it's, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Justin Timberlake, Kevin Smith, Amy Poehler. Like, what is this? Oh my god, I'm cutting this Southland Tales off right. Southland Tales is a prophetic movie of our current times, and the movie Morsels for no, Guns this is Kimbo. no Guns Akimbo is prophetic. No. We're like two years yeah, away from murdering people. Each other you on see TikTok running down the street with guns in already. their hands, attached I said, to their give hands. it a couple years. Give it a couple years, and you just start seeing Baltic. This is more accurate than hackers because they've got bolts the in their index finger. That's basically the internet. That's how is that? What that? That'll be the yeah. next TikTok thing that every all the kids are doing. TikTok is not a Balt in the end. Actually, maybe it is. 
Maybe it is. It is. It will be. All right. Movie Morsels for A Guns Akimbo 2020. Gateway for sure. Gateway for sure. Uh, Weaving, who played the character of Nyx, occasionally stayed in full Nyx costume after long days of shooting on set. She revealed that she was frequently refused service at diners and the like because it made people so uncomfortable. Did she tell them that she was, you know, the the niece of of, of Elrond? Um, Nyx named her kindness. Nyx named her pistol pistol, uh, kindness. It's written on the slide. Uh, She literally kills people with kindness. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) A movie playing on Miles TV when he and Nyx are in his apartment is Hard Target from 1993 starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, Hard Target. They hunt people for sport. (laughs) What a coincidence. Um, according to director Jason Lay Howden, the title's Guns Akimbo stems from a video game called Blood that he used to play back in the 90s. The yeah. game has a power-up mode where you're running around with a single gun, and then you get this power-up called Guns Akimbo, which gives you two guns for 30 seconds. I don't remember that game. Interesting. Is it multiplayer? Um, the movie pays homage to uh, dubstep artist Schism, whose video for the track uh, "Experts." <laughs> yes, the movie uh, pays homage to the dubstep artist Schism, whose video for the track "Experts" has a similar plot. A nerdy troll sits in his messy room, writing hateful comments as he goes through various YouTube videos related to dubstep. Uh, later on, he gets dragged into the monitor and finds himself inside the internet where he has to face artists such as Skrillex, Excision, Zomboy, and Eptic before facing Schism himself. Um, I'm sure Davin knows all of those artists, and he can relate. I've heard of Skrillex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is probably the best movie morsel for this film, and this is why I saved it for last. According to director Jason Howard, sorry, according to director Jason Howden, uh, when reading the script, the moment that Daniel Radcliffe wanted to play Miles was the scene where Miles has to learn to pee with his gun hands. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, sounds like a Daniel Radcliffe thing. Yeah. The movie was released uh, April second, twenty twenty, uh, with a runtime of ninety five minutes. A box office budget of this was actually really hard to nail down. There is no because well, apparently it didn't have like an American release in theaters. Yeah. Like at yeah, all. it didn't have an American. Well, it did. It's April second, twenty twenty. It was released in New Zealand March fifth, twenty twenty. And it was released in TIFF on September 9th, 2019. So technically it's a 2019 film. But uh, the budget for this film is like, there's no confirmation. It is estimated the budget for this film is $15 million. The box office is $847,947. So less than a million dollars. This is the worst performed movie in all of the three movies that we fucking want. If you don't release it in the US, you're not going to make a lot of money. Well, yeah, like I think I looked at it too. It's like it got released in like Australia, New Zealand, and like Germany. Like it never, like nobody ever picked it <laughs> 800, up. Eight hundred thousand's not bad. No, nobody ever picked it up for North American distribution because it's like surprisingly good. Still, I still can't believe you thought it was a good. I thought you were gonna hate this movie. I thought you no, were gonna man. hate this movie as much as I did. No, what, it what said this? everything what, about the internet that I think. This? How are we the fucking two faces of the same coin? I don't know. No, you you grow your facial hair up here. I grew mine down here. You know. 
um, that's it. Big Taylor. That's it. Uh, rewatchability. No, I liked it, but I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, that's a one-time thing for me. Yeah, that's a one-time fucking acid trip that was too bad, and I never want to take again. Yeah, it's like sometimes Sorry. there are sometimes there are like kind of like dumb, fast-paced action movies that are like perfect for just like I'm gonna put this on and like half pay attention, and this this isn't that. It's like it's too like it's too much sensory overload. Like you can't just kind of passively watch it like I, I yeah i wouldn't be able to watch it again in any capacity if you're looking for like <laughs> a, a grindhouse style like yeah, it's kind of grindhouse violent yeah. tour de force kind of cartoonish film but one that's done way better watch hobo with a shotgun that yes. film hits all the notes that this movie was trying to hit but it does it so with, with you know a slightly better cast um and slightly better just visuals it's um, good local film you know it's a great local film, a great Halifax local film that everybody should watch. Jason Eisner did good. I didn't need to watch his movie Kids vs. Aliens, which we may cover on this show sometime. Oh, yeah. Check that one out, too. Does it hold up? For me, it does. I like this movie. I don't want to watch it again, but it definitely surprised me. Like, you take that theme, and I'm like, that's going to be horrible. It was way better. Whereas these other movies were worse than I thought they would be. This one was better than I thought it would be. Now, maybe that's an expectations thing, but I'm gonna say yes. No. no. Just blow Murphy's brain up. <laughs> what was that? Hey, hold up. Anybody? Huh? I think we had a little talk no more? interruption there. Yeah, we lost we lost uh, Chow for a minute. Oh we lost Chow. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, no, he's back. He's there. He's there. Oh, he's really? back. Yeah, we lost oh, you there. Now. Does this one hold up, Chow? I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I said uh, no. This is as much fun as I had, but no. I don't think it's going to hold. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a it's a gimmick movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't hold up. It's not it it doesn't hit the right notes of camp for it to be like a campy cult following and it's not yeah i thought it was camp pretty campy and funny yeah see like i just feel like it doesn't like like modern camp is a lot harder to pull off because you lose like when you do sort of cheap cgi you lose some of the charm of like cheap practical effects that you get from like older kind of campy movies that became you know there were bad movies but became like big cult movies like this movie it just doesn't like yeah it just well, well, to so, that statement, uh, then, can you, can you make campy movies nowadays? I don't know. I, mean, you know, I don't know if you can. <laughs> Shotgun's an excellent, right? excellent example. Of yeah, see, that's one that I stayed away from because I feel like the little bits of it that I did uh, see or hear about it seemed like a little just too over the top violent for me. Well, when did it, that movie come yeah. out? Hobo with a shotgun. Uh, well, uh, probably like ten years ago now. 15, 14, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, like... I, okay, I might have some slight bias because I did some background acting on that film. So... Oh, yeah. did you? The old extra Our internet movie rankings. For me, it's Guns Akimbo at the top, and then Hackers, and then The Net, which I thought it would be the opposite, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm nothing if not surprising to the listeners of this show. 
I think it's the net. Uh, God damn, guns akimbo. It's hackers. so hard you know for what? you. I could flip a coin and it could go in either spot for me. I'm so gonna, I, got, I got a soft spot I, for hackers. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, play. it changed your life. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna put hackers above guns akimbo because I had more fun watching hackers than I did guns akimbo. So yeah, it's gonna go the net hackers and go. guns akimbo. So then, are we? I think we're gonna have like four different things. I'm, I'm hackers, yeah. net, guns, akimbo for me. All right. We are gonna have four different one things. Me. Hackers, oh, guns, akimbo, the net. <laughs> wow, go. this was a fascinating episode, fellas. You guys come back anytime. Gonna say it's movies. Movies are subjective. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's true. It's Who true. knew? You can, we're only you proving can... that theory here on this podcast. Your mom's subjective. Um, so there we have our we have our list here. So those are our A movies where everyone on the show agreed it was great or uh, holds up in the B movies where there was some disagreement. And in our C movies, don't watch any of those if you can help it. Um, not what here. hackers is C? Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody said it held up. I thought you guys no, were going like, to say it did, like but we, you we, didn't. We, we like it, but we no, don't think it holds it. up. Yeah. yeah well, that's no. the hold up qualification. If you like, yeah, yeah. think it holds up with like to this day, then say it holds up. You know? I think I'm yeah. just nostalgic about it. Oh, shit. Gattaca is a B, huh? I love Gattaca. It's like one of my I favorite movies. Gattaca was not I good. Tales was a I... B, but I got finagled. Yeah, now, network is definitely an A. Network you could watch today and be like, oh shit, this is Fox yeah, that's News. What I'm saying. Oh, it's a. phenomenal. Network's phenomenal. That yeah, was amazing. Yeah. So it was really good night and good. All those A movies, again, take all of them to the bank. They're all amazing. And the B movies, you have to watch them and judge it for yourself. That's our but hey, look at it, look at it this way. We have more A movies uh, like than we do B or C movies. So, so we're seeing I mean, some good movies. Yeah, we're we're not we're not totally off the mark here. We're actually landing some decent uh-huh. films. Well, it brings us to the end here. Uh, again, thanks for joining us, KH and Chow. You know, we have a an entire federation of podcasts here. Uh, a united federation of podcasts. Let me get rid of that banner while I do this quick rundown here. So the many shows you can check out. You can check our next episode here in two weeks' time. It'll be on. Give or take. What is this? What? Uh, we're doing heist. Uh, the next episode. We've got the. Oh, Pink it's Panther. heists. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We got the. We're doing Pink Panther. Um, and oh. we've got a special guest uh, Jameel Robinson coming in on this one. Yeah. He picked uh, his film is Out of Sight from 1998. And then I picked a German film called Victoria. So get your reading glasses out for this one. It's going to be a whole lot of subtitles. But I'm really Boy. excited to watch Victoria. This film, uh, from my understanding, from beginning to end, was filmed in one take. Uh, and mm. they, they, they got the entire film done on their third time trying to film the movie. So beginning oh my to end God. is one actual Interesting. take. Not the one take and then we cut the camera and we're filming it's, no 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 Fake they cuts. literally yeah. filmed every single scene from beginning to end in this movie in one single take and they did it three times and they got it on the third time so i'm Shit. really excited for this film can't imagine how much film yeah. we wasted uh, well, <laughs> well i guess if they got it on the third time, well they don't use film anymore any either they don't use film anymore oh this is one of the newer ones this yeah is, this is a new yeah. one it's digital so like what did you say that was it's called victoria, victoria. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Kyle, do you remember uh, Elephant? 
Oh yeah, I remember Elephant. Elephant. Yeah. Uh, Elephant that... wasn't as bad as uh, Jerry though, as far as long takes. Jerry had like that eleven minute like walking through the desert scene. It was uh, <laughs> it's a little tough. Yeah, Victoria they're both uh, both uh, Gus Gus Van Zandt movies, with uh, yeah, his uh, very minimalistic directing style, we'll call it, where it's like yeah, it's like no, very little cutting. Yeah, yeah. Elephant was about a school shooting, and Jerry was about two guys named Jerry lost in the desert, starring Matt Damon and. Uh, Shouldn't it be called Jerry's? It, no, it had Matt, Matt Damon and Casey Affleck lost in a desert. It was basically them just walking around for eighty minutes. Did it right. evolved at the Jerry daycare. <laughs> uh. On Tuesdays, you can check out me and Andre Myatt on X Rated the X Men Animated Review Show. This coming Tuesday, we're interviewing a writer of the show on several episodes, Len Yuli. So that's going to be fun. And you can every two weeks, you can check out Andre's other interview show, Graphic Histories Podcast, where he interviews people for movies, TV, comics. And Superman's Brothers podcast, where they review reality shows and things of the like. And, you know, we do the Mary Mater Marvel Society over there as well. Where we review Marvel MCU stuff as it comes out. And I have a million podcasts. You can check me out on Fridays. And I talk, we review The Simpsons with my buddy Francis and my buddy Baker. That's fun times. We're on Dancing Homer. Cousin Dave's going to be joining us for that one. Uh, my episode coming up soon. Next season. Oh, what one did you pick? Uh, the uh, Bart jumps the gorge. Oh, <laughs> nice! Pretty soon, that's a good one. Um, you guys are welcome to come on that one as well. Um, a newest member of the United Federation of Podcasts, Aiming on Track. I'll be guesting on the second episode of that. I believe they just did the first one. He he reviewed the entire soundtrack of Hamilton with his father, Dave Mater. Yep, and. Uh, we have Trivial Debates every once a month, which is a fun one. The last one was on wrestling, hosted by Murphy there. Yeah, WrestleMania. And, you know, he, was a, he was a slobber knocker, a barn burner, as the good old JR would say. Slobber knocker. You know, yeah, they knock the slobbers. Um, in the Hellbound podcast, a horror movie podcast with Michael or Alex Blackburn and Michael Chan. Check that out and check out Michael Chan's new TV show on YTV, The Popularity Papers. Yep. You know, check that out if you've got YTV and you, and you got little kids, and, uh, teenage aged kids. I'm sure, they'd love it. And if you love Star Trek, we've got a ton of Star Trek content all over our many Star Trek divisions. I'm not going to go on about it now. It's been a long night, but trust That's me, a lot of Star Trek. You love Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot. Well, I can of see, Trek. I can see Worf in the background there. You know, you like, and uh, and there's Picard, and then there's. Everyone else playing poker, oh, and there's Deep Space Nine, and there's Trust. two of these divisions are the basically just Ferengi guy. little brand there. But, uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's get out of here, fellas. It's yeah. been a long night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Fun, man. man. All right, well, I guess that's it. Let's get out uh, of here. So, yeah. Where's oh, my little? You know what? I just realized. Oh, I, we I get to do coming attractions. Oh, you didn't coming do coming attractions. attractions. We didn't do coming attractions, and I just ah no coming attractions this no, week. No, 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 no. I got them. I got them. I just no, 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 no. That's good. No, no, it's just fine. skip them. No, no, right. no, 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 no. No skipping coming attractions. You no, guys don't no have to wait for this. It's going to be like ten minutes of trailers. <laughs> take. But yeah, uh, thanks for uh, joining us for yeah. the movies. Yeah, uh, I'll hop have off. A good night and 
enjoy the movies. All right. Later, gang. Thanks, guys. Copyright strike for this one. Oh no, just talk Pardon over me, it, sir. But what are you looking <laughs> at? Yeah, what are you looking Is at there, Pink Panther? By any chance, the picture called the Pink Panther. Oh yes. Yeah. Please. Who's in it? Oh. Oh, it's David Niven. And Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers just spilled some milk. <laughs> Peter Sellers is amazing. How is he in the picture? I hope he's great. Rolls him in the aisle, eh? We must find that woman. Who else? Capucine? Capucine? Ah, exquisite. Don't be a moment, my darling. I'll just put on my pajamas. Darling, look, I think I've got something in my right eye. Let me put no, I mean the left. No, no, this one. I don't come in the light, darling. But, darling, but it hurts. Oh, this is gonna have like some Buster Keaton style humor in it too. It could be. And what is your impression of that new Italian star, Claudia Cardinale? No weird trailer though. <laughs> it's the weirdest trailer. The Virgin. Man, I'm not the. It looks like it's gonna be a fun movie. It's only half an answer. I was six when I went on my first. Safari. Safari. Frazari. Frazari. Wild animal hunt. <laughs> oh, sir, what are you looking at now? Are those the bedroom scenes? Aha, they are, aren't they? Come on, don't be so selfish. Don't be so shy. There's hiding under the bed. Uh, George, oh. Well, that's more like No, you should be ashamed of Oh, I'm planning on it. Why should anybody want me to go to Brunico? This is again a super long trailer. I understand that the picture features the music of Henry Mancini and introduces Fran Jeffries. Like, I don't know any of these names. Can you give me some idea of what takes place in the picture? Unfortunate, Mr. I'm sorry, I'm afraid I didn't get the name. Pink Panther. Burnish Company. Directed by Blake Alvarez.
happened a few times in your life. Oh, once. Creators of Detroit. You always remember it because it was there and you let it go and you think to yourself, what if I had stopped? The cry. No bills off the bottom of the drawer, please. Is it your first time being around here? Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. The applause. I think you flooded it. <laughs> Get out of the car, sir. Well, you're the reason, my friend, that I don't keep all my money in the bank. You'd be surprised what all you can get and ask for it the right way. The break. It's okay, we're the good guys. What are you doing here? You're just a girl. What do you do for a living? You pack a shotgun. I'm a federal marshal and you're under arrest. I'm in. Let's go. Hey, you company? You have got to be kidding. Now you be a good girl. Now I'm gonna open up the door. Hey, hey, hey. You wanna sit down and have cocktails with a woman who tried to shoot you? It was an unusual experience. Wow, you are mean. Oh, what one last no score? You tired of some island? Is that the idea? Partial to mountains myself. If you like an island, we'll pick an island. I'm not exactly a nine to five type. Who is? Happy birthday. God, it's beautiful. Thanks, Dad. Here, ma'am, let me help you with these. Now, I didn't ask for your help, so don't expect a tip. Oh, that's okay, ma'am. I'll just take your car. I've uh, vertically integrated myself. You know, now I'm into the occasional grand larceny, home invasion. Huh. You waved at you? I swear to it, but I'm pretty sure you did. Did you wave back? She's her shooting miss! Sit down, Dick. They're trying to open up the safe. Now Under Brooks. One of, these. Greatest, one of the greatest voice actors of all time, man. The characters he plays on The Simpsons. So. Whoops. Well, it's gonna be another one where I haven't seen any of the movies before. You're having too much fun. Yes. This one's got a good soundtrack, though. Hey, Jamil's here. What's up, Jamil? Yeah, yeah, you're joining us in a couple weeks. Oh, in English so far. It's something bad to do. Boxer! The car is not going on! The car is not going on! This isn't a heist movie, this is a getaway movie. I want to go with you. Maybe not. Maybe they're gonna do a new sting. Shit, man. 